Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. How's this sound? Good? Yeah. I guess yeah. Adam. My mic sound nice. Yeah. Check one, check two. To test first. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're all good. Well, this is what? Episode 45. Wow, dude. Awesome, guys. Yeah. 45. When did yeah. you start? What was the first one? Uh, Last November. Last, last November. Yeah. 2018? 18, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, yeah it's been a while. while. So what's the frequency of your uh, of your episodes then? Because you're, you're gaining on me, and I'm like two and a half years now. Before, we were doing them pretty regularly, yeah, it was like, like once a week. Yeah. Yeah. And but now we're just slowing down. Is yeah. it just when you can get them out, I guess, now? Yeah, it's just, yeah exactly. Like, we realized, you know, because we used to do live every Tuesday, and then we kind of realized that, well, it's hard. Like, not everybody's it available every tuesday yeah. at six or seven you know yeah. right after work so. that many bodies like four guys like yeah shit, man yeah, and you don't really want to exhaust yourself yeah that's yeah. the thing man and i found i mean even just talking to vargas you know about how things are going with the podcast you know like once a week would kill me man yeah i go <laughs> insane yeah we we did a few months and i s- slowly started to realize i don't have that much to talk about yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> shit man <laughs> Who does? See, I do, yeah. but nobody wants to fucking hear it. So. <laughs> We're just talking to buds. We don't like have the pull to get big names, right? Yeah. And even those guys get interviewed all the time. So, you know, it's, yeah, it's a interesting little niche to try to keep something like this up. Yeah. yeah. But 45, yeah. man, that's great. Fucking it. Yeah. yeah, man. I'd like to, uh, I'd like to expand into other, other territories. Yeah, get like some comedians about, on. Yeah, or sure. just some everyday, yeah, everyday folk. Everyday Joes. There's somebody that you were talking about that you work with yeah, that yeah. you really want to get on. Yeah, she reminds me a lot of Joey Diaz. But I don't <laughs> I don't I don't know how to approach this lady. She's like fifty five years old. She, she might works. be just down though, you know? Yeah. yeah. I think she might be. <laughs> she might be like a big podcast fan. Yeah. I actually does, listen does she to you. Sound like Joey Diaz? <laughs> no, but <laughs> like look like Joey Diaz. <laughs> yeah. Kind oh, of you know, it's, like, it's just the, the racist shit that comes out. Of <laughs> oh my god! Old racist uh, people. Yeah, well, that'd be great for a podcast. Yeah, you know, I think so. yeah. I said it this earlier too. But uh, thanks for asking me to come back on. I'm, yeah, I, no I, I'm, 100 dad mode, so I'm so removed from like anything kind of cool. So like, I don't feel relevant enough to come on the show. It's, it's cool that you guys asked me to come on. So <laughs> well, thanks. Thank you for coming. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah thanks, thanks for having much, guys. Why, yes. uh, why have you started slowing down on your podcasting? Life, man, life, and got another job, and man, I just realized I only have so much time, and I don't want to put out a bullshit product, so it was getting to that point, like, I'm basically, you know, some of them, some of the episodes just calling someone and just talking shit with zero prep, Yeah, and and I, I can pull that off, but when I was being honest, it's like, this just isn't caliber enough for me, and I just didn't want to release shit so so it's yeah. a big combination of all that stuff i haven't released an episode since september holy like, shit yeah sabs went on tour in october and my last guest was josh josh lagaya oh was wow in september Damn. so it's been a while man yeah, yeah. and that, again that's like I'm surprised they asked me to come i'm like <laughs> i'm out <laughs> the game kind of but it's not like you're not being productive right i mean sabs is dude sabs is one of the greatest fucking bands on the planet man so Thanks, i mean man. the fact that you're doing stuff with them well, it's just I mean, my, my, my... That's awesome. That's all the reason to have you out. <laughs> well, I'm, t- I'm talking like it's my show. <laughs> <laughs> just just time. Like, you, I, I have my kids five. I have two part-time jobs. And it's like a hierarchy of what's important to me, right? Like, for sure, being creative is important. And I have bands to do that in. But now it's like my health is becoming a big 
uh, priority where like I have to like I'm making sure I go to the gym yeah. and make sure I get sleep. Got to keep in check for the kid, right? Yes, yeah. it's a hundred percent. So it just run. I run out of time, and the little time I have left, it's 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 like I could still do it. I could still do it every week, but it would. I don't know. I just. I don't want to waste anyone's time either. I had a like a, this guy I met from Philly. He's in a band called. Um, oh yeah, I that's can't a guy remember. Yeah. I love that band. <laughs> yeah. That's the band name. Yeah. That's somehow that's how you describe <laughs> it. Fuck me. Uh, but uh, he would have been super great. Like he's a monster drummer, and they just released a new record. And you know, um, they're from Philly. You said. Yeah. How'd you find out about them? Choking victim, choking victim. Really? Yeah, we played. Holy with them. shit! I'm pretty sure I, was, I could look it up. So you know about you know about them, right? Mm-hmm. How yeah. do you guys? I'm pretty sure that's who it was. Choking. Yeah, my brain is just mush. So when reaching out to people for like out of the country, you just do you have like a set amount of people, or was it that guy specifically piquing your interest? Yeah, well, man, because I had done. 288, 288 episodes, and that's like pulling through a big wow. Rolodex that's, of that's friends huge. and people I met, and so he, he was just like a new friend I met, right? Because we just played the show, but I didn't want to waste his time, right? To be like, hey, come on my podcast, but I do zero prep, no, you know, it's like he's a grown ass dude. I'm sure he has better things to do than talk to me. Like maybe I could do a lot more with it, but I'm a little bit self deprecating, where it's like, who wants to talk to me on my stupid show? So. <laughs> It all just it just built up to me just kind of slowing down and stopping. Do you think yeah. the uh, the longer you stay away from it, the less likely you're gonna go back? I think so. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But even this in this like you know twenty minutes of kicking it here, I'm like, oh fuck, now yeah. I want to do it again. Things <laughs> <laughs> are flowing through and yeah. stuff like that. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? You guys are just taking over. So fuck it. <laughs> I don't know. If I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. But yeah, I I, I feel like what you uh, pointed out uh, a little while back about you know kind of being a little doubtful, you know, just because like he's like people do people want to listen to me. I feel like any sort of like creative job, like whether it's a podcast or being in a band, that always it kind of has to be there. So you can kind of go through that process and then, you know, realize at the end you're like, oh wait, that's why I'm doing this for like the the it's the whole thing. It's the mm. whole like, you know, the ups and the downs and everything. Cause if you're just full of yourself all the time, then no one would be telling you that you're shit. Yeah. Not even yourself. So I think you got to kind of make your whatever it is you're doing about something other than you as well, right? Like, because mm-hmm. I feel like a twat all the time, <laughs> you know, all the time. Um, and I can definitely relate, you know. I'm amazed you guys asked me to be here. I'm this geezer, you know, dude that used to play in bands that people <laughs> gave a shit about. And even then, like, kind of, <laughs> you know. But But if you make it about something more than yourself, like, you make it about, like, an opportunity to you know, be a springboard for an up and coming artist or, you know, stuff like that. Try to sort of enrich your, your community. Yeah, exactly. Um, then I think it's a little easier to kind of go out there with, with your, with your cock and balls hanging out. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you think, um, like I, when I think about being a platform for like local artists and stuff like that, I almost feel like that'd be easier to keep excited about. Cause like, if you're a promoter throwing shows, it's like you're helping the scene. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Helping it stay alive and thrive and a podcast, you know, like a local kind of homey podcast. Like I feel like yours is like kind of Guelph centric. Pretty much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is great. Cause you know, it's kind of like not real time. Like you can see what's happening as far as like 
the bands you're pushing becoming bigger or anything like that but it, when i think about mine it's like it's not niche like it's just like it's almost too broad because i'm talking to tons of people from all over the place and, and the idea is you know why you do it and hopefully yeah inspire other people but even that it's like i, I just it's a, it just comes down to like does anyone care why and why am i doing i this? don't know dude like your quality of guests is unreal like you had my favorite metalcore vocalist of all time on, uh, Mike, Mike Olander. And, um, yeah, it's just fuck. Dude. Like, how, how did you get that interview? I think I just emailed him. Just <laughs> Where's Mike Olander from? Uh, Burnt by the Sun, River Black. Yeah, he's like, uh, oh, dude, now check I'm it out of the loop. Jesus. Check it out. Well, I mean, th- this is like old guy scene, scene <laughs> kid band, you know? It's like, <laughs> they're, they're a sick band. We gotta get your like, time machine to check yeah. them out. <laughs> I don't know if you guys can play stuff on this show or no. Uh, Does it get pulled? Yeah, yeah, we're not monetized. Yeah, we're not monetized. <laughs> well, if, if, if it, at some point um, you could play some Burn by the Sun or something, it's cool. Yes. Like, specific song? All, all I'm content. I don't know. Four Lanny's a good Four jump Lanny's off a good point. One. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. But do you guys like, in doing this, like, I, I'm like content now as a, as a dad and like, music used to be so everything for me where it's not anymore. Like, it still is, yeah. It's still, I still feel like that way. Do you like, it's a question of like, why are you doing it? Because for me, like now, I just like the process. I love to sit and just write ideas and come up with shit. I'm not really interested in the touring or the even the accolades that might come with it. Do you guys think about like why, really, why you're doing it? I kind of love the reward that comes with it. It's like once we finally get something recorded and released, the uh... what's yeah. the reward for you? the The finished product or the response? little bit of both it's a combination that's pretty good for me for me it's like it's the process definitely like the whole process just like knowing that it's coming Mm -hmm. is like and just trying to get closer and closer is is it's uh it becomes addicting almost and um i think it's because uh none of us have really had any like touring experience so that's still like the chase Mm -hmm. that we have so like the chase uh, to tour yeah the chase to tour and then and then enjoy it like have that honeymoon phase of like you know just being with your friends and like going to these different cities meeting people who are into your music like you know i've heard enough (laughs) (laughs) i've heard enough uh you know stories of bands you know that get sick of touring you hear it in songs and you know like all that kind of stuff and i i that I do. It's hard to believe. Well, I, I know, I think I know Which what is that weird. is, right? It's because, like, when you, you know, like, have a relationship or have a family or even, you know, just missing your family at home, it's that whole, like, being detached from something you've, like, grown with for so long, right? Like, you've lived in the city all your life. And then to imagine just being away from it, all that stuff can, can kind of get draining, especially when it consumes so much of your life for me this consumes so much of my life literally being in this room consumes so mm. much of my life so sick room dude well, well thanks yeah it's no fucking windows yeah <laughs> it's a soul yeah. sucking room you, get a sky you don't know it but your soul's getting sucked out Lots of hot, hot, hot farts man do you think if you if you if you would you still do a podcast if you knew no one was listening and would you still release music if no one would hear it. I think we are. Yeah. I think we're doing that right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're doing that right now. But seriously, no, but like, but it's a real question I ask myself. I'm like, would I still do it if I knew no one was listening? Well, here's the thing. It's like looking at, you know, when we release like these podcasts, like on YouTube and, you know, through these, you know, like we use Simplecast to get our podcasts on all these platforms. You can see the stats and you can see the data. So, you know, when the numbers aren't anywhere near like what you're thinking, even on like a growth scale, that kind of stops becoming you kind of like stop 
for me personally, it like stops thinking. Of, I stop thinking about that. Mm. And it's kind of just more of the process and just like, mm. all right, let's do it because I don't know what's going to happen when I'm 100 episodes in. You know, just because at 40, we got like some pretty cool guests and we've had a lot of like um, things happen, you know, like different like artists we never expected to get on. Like, for example, like Josh Lagai is like someone that we only re- recently started being acquainted with, whereas before, you know, it was like, holy shit, that guy is like in the top, you know, metal band in the scene mm-hmm. around here. And uh, so those accolades are like cool to have. But uh, would I do this if no one was listening? I think I just kind of have that as an expectation. Mm. So everything above that is good. I wonder. Yeah. Yeah. Go, go, sorry, what are you going to say? No, no, I was just going to say like a podcast. Like I think I would play music if nobody was listening, but a podcast would kind of defeat the entire purpose, right? Like to do one with no one listening, yeah, yeah it would yeah. be odd. Like if the, if <laughs> the idea is, yeah. is like you know getting some ideas out and featuring you know an artist and all that. You know, it's weird. I feel like I can see my stats, but the feeling is still this weird. It's something I need to work on, I guess. But it's like nobody's listening to this. Although I see the numbers, yeah. it's like no people are listening to this, and oh, I hear people okay. like, yeah, like what's up with the show? But maybe yeah, just doubt I, is something that you face a lot I more than. Maybe. And you know, I think like, let's say, let's say I get 10 downloads a month, let's just say, mm-hmm. and a show blows up and then it becomes like a, a, a million downloads, mm-hmm. but then the million would become your like new norm, right? Exactly. So then yeah. what, right? I think of that with, it, it, when it comes to music, cause I did the touring, I did the releasing, I've done cool shit. And it's kind of like, I saw the top of the mountain and then it's like a question of like, shit, like I, all the honeymoon stages are done. I think like, that's pretty universal, though. That feeling of like you see the top of the mountain and you're like, well, what else? It's like, think about when you're even, I can't even imagine how it is for like artists that, you know, are on some unspeakable level that we've admired and our parents have admired. And those people, you know, their first album comes out, goes number one, platinum. So then have you really seen the top of the mountain? And then, yeah, they see the top of the mountain, but they're like, they think there's more, right? Because it's like, well, what's better than, you know, having. You know, like people remembering me for having that one best album, having mm. two good albums and having three and having mm. four. And then it's just the chase of like, how long can I stay on top? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like artists and creators of any sort who who kind of like do reach success. That's always that kind of like thing in the back of their mind is like, how long can I stay on top of this? Because as soon as things start to go down, that's when all the anxiety hits, especially when there's millions of people like on watch, you know. Well, and I think even at that point, like so many people are relying on you to succeed for a paycheck, right? I had a, I spoke totally. with um, uh, John Harvey. He's the singer of Monster Truck. Oh, And they're wow. like a kind of big rock radio yeah, band. Huge. Yeah. And it, he just highlighted that like, you know, you you have the buzz and you come up and you win a Juno or whatever. But then, but then there's like a team behind you and it's like, okay, we need another hit song. You guys like, yeah. this is now a business. Yeah. Like and I don't keep almost, my lights on. Yeah, I'd yeah. almost hate to get to that point to like have your music be so important. It's to, like a, there's a workforce behind it. Yeah. yeah. There's a payroll behind it. Yeah. yeah, I always thought I'd be like really upset with the position I'm in now, but like I've never been happier to like be a part of like music and have the ability to do it because now there's no pressure. Now I can just like because it was like I, I want to push hard and reach all these sort of things and and become this sort of like respected band but now now it's just like it really having a kid changes so much obviously as you know everyone's story is different but yeah now i just want to just release cool shit and there's like a piece in that 
because yeah. anyone here is a cool but if not like does it really matter you know what i mean our music mm-hmm. it does matter but does yeah. it? with music <laughs> i don't know kind of yeah, yeah so you're dated like, about it. sorry know, like and throughout your entire career vargas like you've always put out art you've mm. never been like a product guy you know here's this you know refined fucking album that has the cover art that you're supposed to have you know mm-hmm. in this modern day or whatever right yeah like but you've always been that dude right so um i mean it's it's cool like as a vargas fan to kind of mm-hmm. just to, to know that you're still kind of doing what you set out to do yeah but you we all hope i think when we're like 50 that we can still be excited to put out a podcast and exactly i, th- I have a friend who's i feel like going through a midlife crisis you know he's pushing 40 but doesn't have an outlet and doesn't like he just kind of went color by the numbers life house mortgage and stuff yeah. and i think he's going crazy because yeah, it kind of hits you yeah I think it, it hits you at one point because when it, you're doing it your life like it doesn't feel like you're crazy because it's the chase right you're, you haven't got there but then when you get there you're at the top of the mountain and when the top of the mountain is there's nothing to see at the bottom well maybe there is some things but um you know when you that was all you kind of reached for uh-huh. because like if it was just to you know graduate and get the the job then like that's that's it like where where, where are your yeah other, they, they hit, yeah they hit they he peaked early yeah. almost but when you say top of the mountain do you mean like your career trajectory or do you mean like who me sorry or just just everyone like or do you just mean like you know skill set or it's like you you basically challenge of, of accomplishing something musically or, or... I, th- I think that top of the mountain thing like i'm personally saying is is about um whatever you're seeing as like the end goal for your life mm-hmm. it's like the top of the mountain is like you're at that end goal and now you can see like everything and mm. if you know your mind was so closed off to just trying to get that one thing done you're only going to see this like narrow path, which was the place that you climbed up. You don't get to see the whole, mm. you know, the yeah. whole escape of things. So maybe that's why, you know, you're in a, in a, in a, in a happy place because you never really saw that narrow path. Yeah. I wonder, man, I think I, uh, uh, it's just, I really think it's in the experience and having done shit. Cause for you guys, like, uh, I've done Europe a couple times, right? And that was yeah, like a bucket wow. list thing. And it's See, like, that's amazing. Like yeah. I've always wanted to do that. And you guys will, I'm sure, or can. It's you know, it's just there's all mm. these bucket these like my top of the mountain was shit like that. Like release a press C D, right? And yeah. then like release a vinyl and then like do a split and open up for a cool band or do this tour or that tour. And then mm. for sure Europe was like top of the list. Mm-hmm. And then past that it's like, fuck, I'm not in revocation and I'm not making this my full time gig. So kinda like Shit, I'm here. Like I've yeah. reached all these things now. Okay, what? but don't you find that sort of that is the what is like? Oh, I'm gonna start a podcast now, or you know, even something like seemingly benign, like oh, I'm gonna get into gardening this summer. You know, like mm-hmm. I think that's what people do, because I don't necessarily see it as like a top of the mountain. Um, and maybe I'm not on the same wavelength as you guys are on this topic, but I just think like there is no top of the mountain. The ceiling's always gonna keep going up. It's you know like you work your ass off on this double kick fill, yeah. and you're like fuck I'm never gonna get this but this is the top of the mountain for me right this is the ceiling, and then you get to it, and you're like cool yeah. that's awesome but I'm bored of shit like yeah. you know now I want to do the <laughs> yeah. next double kick fill you know yeah. I think or, this was well now on. I want to play guitar or fucking sing in a band or 
start a podcast or mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. Uh, that's a good way of looking at it. Like just seeing that when you get to a certain point, there's always more, there's always room for, there's always room for improvement. Yeah. Like I always try to kind of live by a certain rule where it's like when things get too comfortable, it's time to fuck it up, hmm. you know? <laughs> like, so you're always yeah. kind of perpetually uncomfortable. Um, but you know, once things kind of get easier, you've learned a new skill set. You know, and now it's time to introduce something new. I think that's what's great about music too, is that it's never like you might have those top of the mountains bucket list goals things, but past that, like you're always gonna be able to write a better song. Like the I- idea of writing or creating, like it's endless. Like yeah, it's unattainable to become yeah. the best musician because you're you're gonna die. So like you're only gonna get as good as long as you keep at it. And, yeah. and that's, that's subjective too, right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But that's such a great feeling too to just like I'll never be done. Like, yeah, you'll learn that cool double kick thing, but it's like, okay, now I have to learn it the other foot. Or yeah, just yeah. constantly releasing better music and pushing yourself to do that is like a lifelong thing. So there's, my like, again, to my buddy, he doesn't have, like, that sort of outlet. And I feel pretty comfortable. I'm like, I'm doing this normal life shit, but I'll just continue to release, try to release cool music and push myself that way. And that way, like, the yeah, the, the mountain's never reached. It's just I'm forever going to be climbing. Yeah. Which is great. The whole process is the best part. I yeah, think. Exactly. Yeah. Isn't that kind of funny that that's, you know, your buddy who, you know, kind of painted by numbers, that, that's sort of seen as the comfortable life or the balanced life at least. And it just seems so fucking unbalanced. You know, I think like people that have that outlet, there's your balance, you know, where mm-hmm. you can scream into a microphone for, you know, two hours a week or, yeah. you know, whatever, do something like this. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, that seems way healthier than like the, you know, I got a Lexus and a white picket fence. Yeah, and, yeah keeping you know. up with the Joneses. Exactly. Yeah. Right? How many like times have you guys been in like an uncomfortable situation? I think that's a really good point about becoming uncomfortable because, yeah, you work and you have your schedules and stuff and there's a routine and then it comes safe and comfortable. And we don't even get that many opportunities to go into an uncomfortable situation. Mm-hmm. But, you know, with music you could like maybe try a different avenue of styles or like mm. like you know homie plays guitar and sings and you do all that so at some point you had to push yourself to be in these different comfort zones but you guys like when was the last time you were in like oh this is super uncomfortable probably when i moved to bc yeah, yeah. that was probably the most life-altering thing was it the second you like you know stepped foot into your new home you're like Dude, Shit. the moment I left the car at the airport, I'm like, this is fucked. <laughs> <laughs> How do you think it changed? Like, you... uh, I don't know. Just every... that's so uncomfortable to move to a fucking other yeah, country just, or oh, other shit. city. Yeah. I don't know. Just having to leave everything behind and try and go search for something else in a totally different province by myself. It was, I don't know. That's some growth, some personal. Yeah. Did growth. you find what you were hope? looking for? I think I found it once I came back. Hmm interesting yeah that's it really interesting because that's when we started yeah <laughs> what a what a what a nice moment <laughs> this whole time i was yeah. just looking for you oh <laughs> that's wholesome as hell <laughs> thanks man well, yeah but i think that's good to throw yourself in when you can and i don't know yeah but it's it's terrifying it's a hard thing to fucking do big time man yeah how about you? I don't know. Um, I do I do a lot of production with like and working with other bands and stuff like that. So I kind of feel like that way in little bursts because you kind of see the band dynamics. Mm. And when you know there's like something that is like an internal conflict that you can tell has probably been going on for some time, hmm. 
it's hard to crack and then sometimes it um it comes to the music and you know giving critiques and stuff like that might not be as easy to whittle down so those uncomfortable moments it's like oh i i kind of kind of know that this is like a little bit deeper and i'm mm. not at a position where i can just i feel personally like maybe i could but uh you know we don't know each other that well they don't respect me enough that i can you know just kind of be like you know just just kind of figure out these like internal conflicts say like you know for example like there's something there's there's too many cooks in the kitchen for example everyone's you know trying to do something maybe uh i'll try to be like hey maybe this one person just needs to kind of take direction in this part and mm. if everyone's like well no and then you kind of like well why not you're probably and in that position to to uh be uncomfortable a lot when you're working with new musicians and a whole new band because they're like they hold it so close to their heart like this is our shit and like we're trusting you to get it and then you have to be in those sort of shoes it's almost like uh for some reason it makes me think of being a bouncer at a bar where you're just like the security you know i mean they're trusting you to keep shit yeah and safe and you have to be comfortable to be like no like that part sucks which is yeah. I, I don't know if you want to get to that point or not to be that I do. confident enough I, of a I, producer. I do, but I feel like a part of that is like a, it's like, it's, it's like a, you have to earn that kind of respect. Hmm. And I feel like maybe part of that is just kind of just saying it and they're like, whoa, no one's ever told me that that's hmm. something I wrote sucks. Maybe I need to pay but attention a little bit more. In a nicer way. And it's in a nice way. <laughs> it's, it's more like, hey, instead of this, try that. Yeah. Can we know? do that again, but just don't <laughs> blow just totally differently. <laughs> <laughs> is that cool? Um, this is where you're at, sucking. <laughs> you need to be up here. here. Yeah. Break his heart. You're yeah. here. I need you to be here. <laughs> you worked, sorry, uh, no, we want to talk about those, but you worked with Blurton. Yeah. Uh, Ian Blurton, you guys know that producer guy no. from uh, Toronto? He uh, is in Come On. What are his other credentials? He was in uh, Change uh, of Heart. Change of Heart. Okay. He produced Cursed. Uh, produced a ton of stuff. Yeah. Wow. He's like a, is this, this old timer um, music again? Well, uh, cursed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cursed is old timer music. <laughs> Have you guys heard of Cursed or no? No. Man, no. Cursed. We should play some Cursed. Yeah, yeah dude. What was the first band we yet. were supposed to play? Yeah. Uh, they're there. Burnt by the Sun. Spotify playlist after this. Yeah. yeah. Maybe yeah. we should write these down, huh? Yeah. But, um, oh, Adam's got him. He's, uh, he's a producer that people respect and that is kind of revered, and, and, and um, you got to work with him. And, like, but. I have two versions of stories with that guy where he was a hard ass with some people that I know yeah. and on the side. I don't, I think it was pretty enjoyable with you. Not that it the was, being but hard we ass also is, like, I like a hard ass producer, you know, I mm -hmm. like somebody to say like, dude, that fucking stop. sucks. Just man. stop. Like do that again. But what about, what about creatively? Like what about there's a part that you put to the source and he's like, don't like, we shouldn't have that part in the song. He pushed us a ton, but he did it in sort of a proactive way. So he never he never really said like this gotta... shouldn't be here. He would just say, Hey, let's try this. Or like one day okay. he said, like, All right, I'm gonna go smoke a joint and when I come back, like I'm hitting record and you're playing something you've never played before. Oh, okay, cool. Um, so he like tries to challenge you guys a bit. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and that ended awesome. up on the album too. Which like, is that? Like uh, it's called the aftermath. It was just like a little segue. Huh. Song. So um, so he left for a joint, came back, and then you guys tracked that live off the floor, right? We did the whole thing. Well, for the most part, live off the floor. So yeah. was wow. that track um like literally like pulling riffs out of your ass in the studio? Yes. Wow. There's wow, now there's not much yeah. to it. 
but at the same time, you know. Can we hear it? Can th- we hear that now? I'd love to hear that right now. <laughs> yeah. What's it? What's the song called? It's called The Aftermath. Uh, it was on a, a Rise and Ruins, Night Storms, Hailfire. Okay. That was the last one. Uh, yeah, right? that was the, that was our big like middle finger. We know we're gonna break up soon, so fuck you. Yeah. Was that your moment of uncomfortableness? Uh, no, we were pretty comfortable. The label hated it. Yeah. <laughs> was that un- was that the was that the moment of uncomfortableness, or did you feel like when the label always kind of had a critique, you're like, ah, that's the label. They're no, nah, the, the label. We knew what they wanted. They wanted us to be Canadian on Earth. Um, okay. And we just got not that we ever were, because that band's incredible. But we just got tired of doing the style that we had done for like the better part of a decade, and mm-hmm. we were just, you know, you grow as a musician, and we were like, you know, if we're gonna be jamming like three times a week, like even between legs of tours, and like betting it all on black, like we're gonna do what we want to do, and mm-hmm. we're gonna work with Blurton because that guy's like one of our heroes, you know. That's awesome. But, so yeah. did you ever feel like there was any time in the studio where the producer might have made a call and? Like, you know, that was something you guys maybe talked about, like, outside of the studio, like, I don't know. No, for me, no, like, part. just because Blurton, we, like, we would follow that guy anywhere. That's why we hired him, you know what I mean? So okay. we really were comfortable giving him all of it and just letting him do what he wanted to. I would think, yeah, like, if you're hired, I could say some dudes are hiring you, it would be for a reason, right? Not just a pull of the hat thing, like, yeah. like they trust your previous body of work and if you were to say like i think this yeah i think it'd be like well we're here we picked this guy so we're definitely going to give some credence to what he's definitely su- uh suggesting yeah. um sabs on the last uh sabs record um the guy who mixed it um scott evans okay. he plays in this band called Kowloon Wild City from San Fran i think but he had a few suggestions that were just like like almost like thank you for giving us suggestions like these little gems yeah. like for sure it sounds yeah. a great idea Dude, that yeah. album is so well produced too, man. Yeah, oh man, I'm so happy with how that turned out. How'd you guys get in contact with him to produce it? Just fans of his music, and then just an email, right? Because he's a he's a like an engineer. So all about the ask, man. Yeah, it was just all it. All about the ask. You know, he's 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 uh he's for hire. You know, yeah. you got the money, and you're not a dog shit band. Like I'm, or yeah. even if you are, he might just be like, you know, like he's got to <laughs> yeah. pay his bills too. Like, okay, I'll, <laughs> sounds good. And I'll put this know, through the Scott spend Evans twelve hours app. editing drums. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Should we play the aftermath? Yeah, let's uh, hear it. Yeah, I don't want to fucking jump all over your Does it feel weird listening show. to your music? I yeah, for sure. Yes. But I mean, yeah, I mean, for the sake of the argument or, or the conversation, it's just sure. you know, I'm just I just love that idea that he was like, all right, just fucking yeah. ha- hammer this out, boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Super cool. I, I I almost want to take a page from that and just kind of that's cool. Yeah, brings a little bit of spontaneity and just kind of see what happens. Well, and that's like that's the producer, you know, as opposed yeah. to just like a sweet audio engineer. Yeah, you know? exactly. Who but there's there's certain producers who do. Sorry to cut you off. No, there's certain producers who do a little bit. Uh, they get the best product. It's in the most unique way. It's pure. And there's I don't really know how they would like. For example, uh, what's his name? Rick Rubin. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's the kind of guy that you know he has this eclectic list of people he's worked with for anybody from you know. Mac Miller, Mac Miller to Johnny Cash, yeah, to Tom Petty, to Tom Petty, yeah. to Jay Z, Chili Peppers, Chili Pepper, you know Metallica. what I mean? Like Metal. Yeah, seriously. Endless. If yeah. your career exactly. is about to die, like, do a record with yeah. Rick Rubin. Yeah. He's oh, like, he man. brings bands back from the dead. Exactly, yes. and he's like probably one of my biggest inspirations for being a producer. But the way he does stuff is like I've heard that he's barely even there. Yeah, he just lets them thrive <laughs> yeah. in his like creative zone. Interesting. He comes in, he hears a couple things, and he's like, okay, try that. Okay, do this. 
okay, he's not like hitting record or anything. He just comes in, he hears it. He gives like some value in terms of being like, uh, I remember him doing the Jay-Z session and Jay-Z's recording in this room and it's literally just four mattresses like with a microphone stand in the middle and uh, he's doing 99 problems and Rick Rubin just is like, how about instead you started off with acapella if you're having girl problems, I feel bad for you, son. I got 99 problems with a bitch one. Hit me and then have the beat come in. And you just hear that one part and I was like, wow. Because when you hear that, it's so like it, it's... That's how the song starts, right? Yeah. It, and yeah. it's like that was to hear like a creative choice like that being so subtle, but so like impactful to the song. It, it really like makes me want to bring that out in like every artist to be like, I know you have like amazing songs and that's why we're like working together. But there's going to be a bit of, like, rub to get it out. Yeah. And that's kind of what I got to, like, get more in a zone of was, like, creating the rub. I uh, want to create the rub. I want them to kind of, like, look at me and be like, is this kind of what the fuck he's talking about? <laughs> yeah. That's kind of what I want, but. Well, and for a reason, too. So I think that Jay-Z example, and I could be totally, well, no, I'm definitely talking out of my ass right now. But, um, you know, it almost seems like that that is the unifier between you know, the MC in the music because he literally calls in the beat. He says, hit me. Mm-hmm. And then the beat comes in. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, I'm sure Rick Rubin's listening. So, you know, <laughs> let, let us know if I'm way off the yeah. arc here. But um, yeah, no. it, it seems like that was a, it makes sense as to why he did that. Yeah. You know, what a weird skill though. eh? like, totally. you, you can have yeah. like beat makers and like lyricists and crazy drummers and songwriters, but to have a producer like, that's his skill is like yeah. I just know how to make this better yeah. like, trust and he, me and he, he's not a musician or anything he has no like training Nuts, of like man. any knowledge but he's you know he's guy started Def Jam Records like the Beastie Boys and like mm-hmm. um, what's his name from uh, Run DMC um, buddy uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah that guy um, but yeah he, he like started that whole thing and, and you know he's always just been that guy who just had the gut feeling yeah, and, cool, and you know it's the fucking hair it's his hair. He cuts it. He loses his power like Samson. <laughs> but yeah, Rick Rubin sucks now. Yeah, it's fascinating though that for real, man. Like the that's what's exciting about still making music is working with other people. Mm-hmm. You know, even kind of like a podcast is like you're bouncing ideas back and forth, but like your music and you put it in the hands of a guy to mix it and then a mastering and then the whole thing kind picking of. the right. Yeah, it, however many Not people us. you want involved, <laughs> all you know, the artist to make the art and then yeah, it's fucking. Super cool and fun, man. Like, yeah. and, and especially if you get a tasty little gem like, you know, Rick Rubin giving you that or, you know, yeah. even, even you guys are, you know, even you, like yourself when you can produce, like, I'm going to try that idea yeah. and it works. It's fucking cool. Yeah. We have an interesting process right now with our like kind of song production because Adam is our songwriter, mm. but he's also the vocalist. So he writes everything on Guitar Pro and everything. Basis from yeah and bass so he writes everything from the vocal melody to like the down to the drums down to like the extra like synth Synth layers layers. and then so there's this like almost like i haven't really gotten into the groove of being like let's just take this part out completely because feels like you're just chopping away at his baby yeah well (laughs) (laughs) take this (laughs) life's work (laughs) yeah no no it's and adam's adam's very open about like you know letting us f- fuck up his his songs but um honestly like from most of the first listens it's like there's not much like i can tell this has been like thought out somewhat i can tell that you know there was breaks taken there was like listens back and being like okay i'll move this part here maybe Crazy, and 
so I guess in that kind of regard with like our with our stuff, there's more of like a well-oiled machine. There's not so much like it's it, there is playroom, but it's almost like I don't even it's not even necessary. Well, imagine if you could have like a dream producer that you guys wanted and what they might do with what you guys have, you know, like it's yeah. kind of like Super Saiyan type shit. You know what I mean? Be, yeah. Might turn it into like that. It'd be interesting to see who could like really, really screw around with it. Like. I, you know, you, you hear about some producers and they're on certain bands and you, you can tell they really had an effect on like their sound. Mm. I feel like Rick Rubin's not one of those people. He's very like, he can, he's like a chameleon. He just camouflages into their kind of whole atmosphere. But then there's other producers like Max Martin. He's more of like a songwriter. You guys, yeah, Max. So he's yeah. like, so every hit from like, oops, I did it again to like, B44. B well B44. <laughs> but even like recent stuff, like he's been he's the guy. Like huh. he's yeah, that's him. He's like a guy who's okay. like he used to be in uh he used to be in like uh, a Shut metal band. <laughs> <laughs> he used to be in like a yeah, but if you look there, he's got like Holy You could just you, he's wrote all those. He wrote all these songs? Yeah. And they're probably all the same chord progression. That, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, different keys and stuff like that, but the 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 thing is is that um he yeah like you'll just one of those every now and again will just jump out at you and you're like holy i kissed a wow girl. man and um, one guy wrote all these songs yeah well i'm assuming there was more of like a team but he's like the kind of brain child behind a lot of this so he's wow. kind of like you know Dude, when, you, when you when you know when you know when you hear the whole kind of like you know there's this argument of like a, a lot of pop music sound the same as well because there's, there's, one, one, cook, there's yeah. one cook in the kitchen right yeah, wow and um but uh this is an example of maybe somebody who really makes the song their own as opposed to Rick Rubin he's like I'm just gonna kind of like be like the defibrillator and set the pulse and get the yeah. pulse going mm. and then but this is more like all right like you're great and you're really entertaining and you provide like an x factor but I got to bring the heat kind of thing who do you think out of all these sort of like pop artists are writing their own music? Who's like this? Tyler Billy, the Creator. Is, Tyler does? Yeah, Tyler the Creator, his last album, Igor, that came out, he got an accolade for being, because it went number one. And he was, I didn't even know that this was true. He was the first uh, hip hop artist that made a number one album that he produced and wrote and everything. everything. Wow. And Which when you hear that, that uh, Igor, huh. but when you hear it, there's not like a lot of like hip hop and rapping. It's like, they sound like classics. There's like old loops and like a lot of hooks and just, they yeah. sound like old kind of like James Brownie. And you're hearing it. Sure. You're like, Oh, and you kind of, you kind of, it's almost like seeing his evolution. Hmm. Cause he, you know, I feel like his presence was super pivotal in like the hip hop world, making it more, you know, mainstream with the whole odd future thing. Hmm. And, but now at his point of evolution, his uh, regard as a songwriter is more like, I want to write classics. So when you hear it, it just sounds like it was, it's been out for like 50 years, but it was just released like a few months ago. I haven't, I haven't heard one note of that, but yeah. I now really want to hear it's, it. It's really good. It's you a lot of different sounds too, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the kind of production I love in hip hop. You, mm -hmm. know, you hear like Danny Brown or like, um, yeah, Danny Brown is like awesome. JPEG yeah. Mafia. JPEG Mafia. Like I just, just love heard about JPEG this guy. Mafia. Everyone's talking about him. JPEG oh, Mafia? Awesome. Yeah. I, I literally He's, heard like one EP on YouTube, like, but it's like, 
I don't know. Sometimes it sounds like Rage Against the Machine to me. You, I, some like, but so, sometimes uh, it's very hip hop influenced. But the 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 beat production is very like it's minimal. Like, it's minimal, but there's like ASMR influence. Like there's a lot of stuff when you hear it with headphones. It's like cool. it's like really grabbing like behind your head, and you're yeah, like, what yeah. the hell? And you, but it's like, but it's rhythmic, and you kind of binaural yeah, beats. But, <laughs> but yeah, JPEG Mafia's last album, uh, what was it? All My Heroes Are Cornballs. I, I think, think that was I have it. the one before that. Okay. I'm barely I holding on to cool yeah. shit. Like, uh, I, I yeah. feel like that Bill Burr bit where he talks about having a kid that you go in a bubble. Yeah. And then yeah. like 30 years later, you pop out and you're like, what happened to my music? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's still like Van Halen. Yeah. <laughs> totally. I just yeah. grasping at what's still hip. I just heard yeah. about this JPEG Mafia guy. Yeah, well, dude, I yeah. think you would dig it, man. Yeah. Do you think it's your sad. kids will keep you in the loop? I don't know. I think so. My I kid, think as long as you're open to it, I think it'll 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 always be like that. Like your kids will get into music that yeah. is is relevant to I them and you just all their friends in, in school. Yeah, and no then doubt. eventually they'll be like putting it on, and you first you'll be like, what "The fuck is this?" I wonder. Fucking then, dumb. I wonder. Yeah. We'll I mean, see. Well, two, yeah. two, in ten years, we'll do another podcast. And I'll, let <laughs> yeah. you know. yeah. I'll be like, "All right, here's what my kids listen to." Ten year anniversary. Episode forty six. Episode forty six. Twenty thirty. But yeah, uh, we'll be we'll be fr- freshly retired. And, yeah, uh, you know, we'll just uh, uh, hologram in. <laughs> show up. Yeah. Well, you're glitching, Steve. Oh, who the hell even knows? <laughs> Ten years ago, I didn't think that we'd you know do this. Be, yeah, be able to just multiple do, cameras. Yeah, and... multiple cameras with ease. Yeah, no doubt, man. Sometimes, and sometimes, yeah. I think that's yeah. cool too. How easy it is to make music now. Yeah. Like kids will just be making music, and the next like wave of creative creators what they're gonna come out with and it makes you makes you think because 10 years ago the music that's now like at the top of the charts like you wouldn't have expected at least from the hip-hop side of things did you ever listen to yeah chance's first record the 10 days i started getting into him during acid rap i so it's the one before acid rap and i think he just did that on his macbook that's when he got um i think he got suspended from school and just spent 10 days making an album yeah it's fucking fantastic i gotta hear that yeah i never really got into chance that much but you know his new shit is yeah the big yeah i didn't care for the second what's the new what's the new one one after color coloring book no i like that one you like that one no the new one's the big day with the i hate it yeah the newest one is called the big day i think it came out earlier 2000 or sorry late 2019 the cover is like a hand holding a clear CD no, I and it's got a bunch that. of like jewels on it. Mm. And it's like the background is like, you know, he's like holding it in his front yard. Mm. It's like a clear sky day. And uh, yeah, I guess the album got kind of shot. Yeah, there it is right there. The oh, album shit, got, I didn't even know. the album got kind of shot on because, you know, it was long awaited and the, mm. the kind of the whole vibe of it kind of felt disjointed. Like it didn't really feel there was a lot of uh, like each song flowed into the, other one and also you know he just started a family so he's really like high off of that Mm. and because a lot of people who are hit you know it's his demographic it's like a not a lot of people who have families so So when they're like dude stop talking about your wife uh, that's kind of the whole there's like a meme made out about him like i love my wife and it's like because he because he says that as an actual lyric like mm. in the album it's got to be pretty weird when people hold you to such high regard and you're just not able to you just feel like you cannot bring bring it anymore and you know what's yeah, yeah. that is kind of bringing it though you know yeah like, I, I feel like that as a married guy like i feel like a lot of people are like shitting on marriage and by no means like is that why i got married but it is kind of a nice little thing where i can just be like yeah fuck you i'm married yeah fuck what you. of it yeah. what of it yeah it's like i fucking love it it's like <laughs> want to fight because that's well that's why you do it right you don't do it because society tells you to and if you do then 
yeah. there's probably more well, underlying yeah, problems. Anybody but I mean, trying like, to tell you what to do or shitting yeah. on your way of life can get yeah. fucked. But you know? when like, you choose to do it, it's like, I can only imagine it's like, you know, just under having a kid. It's just one of those things where you're like, man, I'm so sure of this and I'm so sure of, you know, do like continuing this. Yeah. That that's why when you, you know, hear people shit on it, you're like, yo, you don't even get it. You don't understand. Well, you that's don't even, it. You yeah. don't, I mean, I wonder with with Chance, like that last record, like so he, you know, his creative mind, he creates this music and he has this vision for it. And whatever that vision is, when it resonates with a lot of people, then it's like, yes, this is a great record. Like that could be his best thing he's ever released which you hope totally which is kind of logical but yeah just because people don't resonate with it like it's interesting that's what i feel exactly you hit the nail on the head he was being genuine but he wasn't relating to and to like his fan base that grew with him you know what i mean like i i have to give it a listen yeah and and isn't that what people hmm. loved about him to begin with though is that he was flying his own flag yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I think, it, but I think it just like they, it was. He, but he was flying his own flag that was also theirs. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I, yeah, I understand. And, and then when he started flying his own flag, that people were like, "Whoa, that's not the flag I remember." And they're like, "Wait, I don't know if I really like this guy anymore." Yeah, I liked him. I liked him when he was unique, but now he's unique in a way that I don't like. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly. So, I'm, I'm, I'm that fucking guy. I think. Yeah, I think that's. Yeah, well, I think we all are yeah, sometimes. Right? Anytime, like, anytime something starts getting popular, I'm yeah, like, he's oh, the ultimate hipster. Abandon it. He's the ultimate hipster. He's the ultimate. <laughs> I hipster. fucking hate it. I, I hate yeah. being that person. Dude, but. We, I feel like there's there's a bit of that in all of us. You right? kind of need like, that though. You course, need that to like uh, yeah. center yourself to be like I know what I like. Because if you just yeah. like, I feel like I fall into one of my biggest, you know, uh, issues with music is like I am too. Like, I try to like it all. I try to like everything, and I try to find reason. You know, if people are like, you heard that new song, Yummy by Justin Bieber, it fucking sucks. And I'm like, I'm going to listen to it when I'm not with you, and I'm just yeah. going to see, like, what I'm trying. And then I listen to it, and I'm like, okay. But then, you know, I'll always try to say one thing. It's like, well, you know, this one part's pretty good, or, you know, maybe he did that because he's trying to. And I feel like sometimes I just need to, you know, just got to have an opinion, an opinion just hate on a couple of things. Well, sure. You can hate on things, but I also think like, you know, it's uh, not to get too deep, but like a sense of empathy, I feel like is sort of lacking in, in general society. You yeah. Know? So when you say like, I listen to that Bieber track and I try to find something or at least sort of justify in my own mind, like why he might've made those choices or, you know, whatever. I think that's a good thing. You know, I yeah. think that's something that we sort of all need. We need people like you doing shit like that. I try and to have talking a level about head, it on a, on a podcast. You know? Yeah, like I, yeah, you, I think you said it perfectly because you know, in our all our episodes, in all our episodes, when we're all, uh, you know, when we're all talking about our opinions, I'm usually the one that tries to like be the voice of reason in sure, terms of yeah. like, oh yeah, you, you know, it you might like it because of this, or you might, you know, like it for these reasons. But I feel like when I think about like. You know, is there any music I don't like? And it's like, no. Like, I, there used to be, but mm. now it's almost like, I don't know. Could, if, you, could you go listen to those songs you used to hate? Yeah, like, Without I mean, I... hating I, them? Like, I couldn't put them on every day, but, like, for example, now if someone says, like, hey, let's go see this artist, and I have no idea who they are, I won't even... The first thing on my mind... You, well, the first thing on my mind used to be, like, well, am I going to like it? Now that doesn't even that thought doesn't even well usually when someone's telling you to come to a show with them, 
it's usually going to be a pretty good thing to go and see. Yeah. I mean, it, doesn't has, gonna... it hasn't happened too much, but let's say like, okay, let's say a more reasonable thing. Like someone's in the car and they put on whatever. Like I'm always going to try to like l- actively listen to it. I won't be like, ah, it has these elements of it that are things I don't like. It has like... Death Grips was a little difficult for you. Death Grips, I think Death Grips is a little bit difficult for everybody. You guys know Death yeah, I liked yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I never. I, no death groups. I I think I've heard like a clip, like actually with you, Vargas. I think you Maybe. showed me a clip of, of death groups. Yeah, they're. Uh, yeah, they're an interesting. Dude. I don't you even, didn't like I don't it. Even, I don't even remember. Well, I just didn't like. understand it. Hmm. That's the thing. I think it's because I didn't understand it, and I think with uh, like like for example, pop music, people feel like they 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 understand it so easily because you can easily like determine what it is at surface value, that you can like write it off as like I don't like it. Boras Death Grips is like, whoa, like there's this, what? Like you just kind of every 30 seconds, it's like, what? There's a, there's a hook, but it's like the sample being like looped in this really weird way. And there's no vocals, but there there is, but they're really like low in the mix. And like the drums are. But once yeah. it sucks you in, and then once you're, you're kind of, yeah. And I feel like that's kind of, it is with understanding like, or liking any music. It's just, it's that you just gotta, there's a moment where it just clicks. And then you start like um, Adam. I think you and I were having this conversation before, which is like uh, I heard it from another podcast. But uh, uh, Post Malone, someone was talking about his that song that you know he first released that that he blew up of White Iverson, right? And uh, a lot of people right. hated on him. And there was uh, one of someone was saying in an interview, I forget which podcast. I don't know if it was like H three or the Breakfast Club or something, but they were saying like, yeah, it's it's like one of those songs where. You just have to be at the right place at the right time mm. and you don't choose it. It chooses you. <laughs> and then you just hear it and you're like, oh, and I kind of started taking that really to heart for like anything. I was like, if I heard something and at the time, I, it didn't really resonate with me. I knew there would be a time. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. kind of. Man, that's a chance. It hit me at the right time. Like I yeah. hated chance when I first hear, heard it. Uh, acid rap. I was like, this guy's trying so hard. Yeah, bird squawks were a little weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but I just was in a funk on the road once and it just at like the right time. I was like, I need this right now. It's feel good music. And it brought me out. So it was almost like, wow, thank you chance for writing that. Yeah. Cause I needed it. I think there's yeah. a lot of bands um, that I hated at first that are my favorite bands. Like what? Like, like Primus. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Like Ween. Ween is my favorite band of all time. And did you hate them at one point? Didn't like them at first. Which? Because no. they're just fucking weird. Was it the right place at the right time kind of moment? Or was it someone, for mm. example, like just putting it on all the time and oh, then you're shit. like, okay. No, no, it wasn't that. But I, I fucking hate that. That's that's the worst. <laughs> really weird because that's how, if it wasn't for Patrick doing that to me in high school, I would have never liked metal music. Huh. Yeah. I would have, yeah. Like I would have never liked Misery again. Signals or any of those bands if it wasn't for him just blasting it in the car every day when we would well, skip blasting school. Nobody, blasting nobody, nobody would be able to talk to each other. Yeah, you couldn't even <laughs> so loud. You're sitting in the car like, like this. Yeah, this yeah. shit rips, yeah. eh? Man, I had so, the worst day yesterday. Oh, no, shh, 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 shh. I'm so misery signals. <laughs> <laughs> Driving around in a purple Mazda yeah. 3 it's, zipping it's around. When, town. I guess when the whole speech that comes along with that shit, we're just like, dude, like, you just don't get it, man. But, like, you'll totally get it. You just, gotta, <laughs> just give it a chance, yeah. man. Especially um, when the people are on Coke. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when give it a chance, man. Get a fucking chance. Holy shit. Holy fuck, man. Yeah. But, yeah, with, uh, with I think getting into, like, a, a certain kind of, like, style, it's like, I feel like maybe it is two ways. Like, for me, it's like, I can either be force fed it. Or has to be right place at the right time, but I think I'm always just waiting for it. It's like if yeah. I know I don't like it, then it's like I will. Hmm. I believe in myself to like to like know that I will because 
that's like you know um nope bring me the horizon you guys know the band <laughs> yeah, remember how like yeah. remember how they sounded like mm-hmm. 10 years ago mm-hmm. like with like de- like they don't sound like that anymore they do not sound like that anymore mm-hmm. but that whole evolution of them getting to that point where they are now like i was not a part of that at all i did i was not into that i was like they got too poppy they got too radio-y but then they released this new uh or they released an album about a year ago and i took a listen to it it was super poppy super different but it wasn't like generic poppy it was just like a lot more singing a lot more like sampling mm-hmm. but like it was still pretty dark sounding mm-hmm. and then i started looking at the credits i'm like oh they wrote all this mm-hmm. no one like there was nobody else on on these credits there's no extra songwriter no extra lyricist nothing so like the fact that it was a little bit more or to me at least perceivably pure mm-hmm. it kind of made me more into it i was like oh okay sure. like this is an act this is a legitimate you know uh maturity evolution of it you know i have a hard Ah. time trusting what the intent is because like those guys let's say they did did, let's say they you know they did obviously write everything on it but Mm -hmm. it's like why did they write it this way like a lot of pop music i i'll appreciate just like it makes me feel good but i can't invest too much of myself in it because i'm like i just feel sometimes it's like ah this isn't this isn't this is just to get on the radio and that was it when they yeah. were sitting down like we need to write another hit and like if that's your avenue that's fine mm-hmm. but i i i feel like music that resonates most with me is like either fearless like death death grips kind of thing just mm-hmm. like fuck it yeah um or like it could be really popular but if it feels like this is truly what they were like the, you know i haven't heard that that's what i me feel like it was, it was it was that i felt the intent behind it it's hard for it's hard I, I don't know like you guys could each speak on it but it's hard to know what the intent is you know to feel i guess it's everyone's personal feeling but how did it's you, just like ugh. how did you uh do you feel like through touring and like meeting bands that's why because you got to see like a lot of different creative minds as intent behind things i definitely yeah for sure yeah. i've seen a lot of bands and a lot of whack bands that it's like this is like I remember a band and the dude uh, was just like getting ready to go to the club. Mm-hmm. Like he was like a sex symbol kind of thing. Yeah. And it, to me at that time, I was like, just fucking play your music, man. It yeah. doesn't matter what you're fucking Those guys are like. so cool. Those, those are the hard things though, because if you know you're like a really like attractive, good looking person, it's like, are you not going to think that you can maybe use that to your advantage? Probably why he got into music in the first well, place. Well, it like... Yeah, when it comes to like that whole aspect of like music, I feel like, you know, some people just fall for that. Like that's what buys them and into the music a lot more. Like it, yeah, know? true. Yeah, I think yeah. that's cool. It's like, like it's like, I don't. It's like I don't if you see like a pizza it. shop outside and you see two different ones, You're and one just looks better, but shops. one is no, has the one has the best rev- better reviews. Hmm. Half the people might just go into it because they don't bother looking online and checking out reviews. So they just, yeah, the one of them is a hole in the wall where you can get a slice and an eight ball for you know, <laughs> whatever you <laughs> need. Yeah. Strange combination, but yeah. <laughs> get a <laughs> slice the and... pepperoni yeah. slice. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna eat this. <laughs> if you know what I'm saying, yeah. <laughs> but it's um, I, my wife's really like you know on my ass about like not being so spiteful with certain music. She's mm-hmm. like, you don't know, like you don't know what. You don't know this person. This is this could be the thing that makes them the happiest, and they, and they, and they really and, and that's and that's the are thing. expressing themselves. But you yeah. kind of do know them, right? Like, I mean, I wonder. I think you're both right. I think it's like true. You know, you fucking know. 
but at the same music, time, like, but that is also okay. Music right? is some music's made definitely just for the buck and just for yeah, like kind of like your and if you're just like a standby half, I don't want to say half ass, but just. I don't know. Music's done so much for me. I just always thing comes up on the podcast where it's like it just helped me so much. It's a sacred thing that I participated in. That my friends, the most like real people I've ever met, it's just like holy thing. Yeah. So Pure. when I see people pissing on it, it's it's offensive, right? Yeah, like, yeah. This yeah. is such a great thing. Like, why are you? And yeah. uh, you know, it's it's juvenile to say like, why are you making popular music? Because like, yeah, well, this guy might pay his bills with it and this and that. Yeah. But. Well. Uh, here's here's a little thing to kind of turn that around like with working with uh, Jordan not from Illicit but this other guy Jordan uh, he writes you know he's a lot younger he writes like hip hop and like kind of popular stuff but he's just doing it because he just likes you know to hear a catchy hook and he likes you know to get a good song going and that's out of the like the just like when I you know I've had conversations with them and I'm just like what do you what, what's your end goal like none of it's just to like you know make you know make a lot of money and stuff mm. so when i kind of see it's like man you're just trying to write a like a really catchy song right now for for no to nobody so when i when i see that that kind of gets my gears turning a little bit more to like the bigger picture of like maybe there is a divide of like out of all these you know popular artists there's like a pool of them who are just like the money grabbers there's a pool of them who are like the misunderstoods like i just genuinely like it and then mm. there's a pool of like a little bit of both that they're like i know how to True. write one that makes this so i'll i like to do it but I just know that it's like I can do like a death metal song and I can fucking kill it. But I know this one's kind of more or less what's going to, you know, mm -hmm. pay my rent mm -hmm. or whatever. So I definitely waste less energy on hating on music than I used to. Yeah. Because it's like for what? Right. You know, I got a little pump. I love little pump. I think it's yeah. brainless, but it's fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but um, yeah, when it comes to the intent behind like what someone's doing i'll never know when we'll all never know just how yeah. it makes you feel right and i actually love that at our house my my uh, wife has the 91.5 the beat on all the time mm -hmm. and i'm become familiar with all these pop songs there but it go. fucking i'll be on my way to work and i'll put it on because it now puts me in a great mood yeah really yeah i'm just like oh, i feel good because the music's positive music it's yeah really it's yeah it's i just a... equate that shit with being at the dentist <laughs> really you know because that shit's always on it they're the trying dentist. to help you out they're trying it's, to make uh, you feel better it's <laughs> like like garth and wayne's world with kenny g or he's just like all i can think about is being like getting the drill in the chair <laughs> <laughs> fuck man yeah i don't know yeah but it's... i mean that's 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 a it's a big move for you dude to like like to, radio to listen music. to that radio music and and be okay with it it yeah. just now now it just makes me think of home like, uh, we're, I was somewhere and I, we put it on like on the internet. We were like traveling, just the fam, and it's like yeah. it, just, it just now I understand it a bit more. It might be, yeah. a, 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 I don't know, a, some radio pop star, and they didn't write it, and they're just a voice box for it. Mm -hmm. But for me, it's just like that just fucking feels yeah. good. It's just like positive, yeah. like brainless, kind of like tap your toe. At the yeah. uh, four twenty fest, was it Robert that came out with the? Um the smoke machine and the red light that was miners that was after that miners. was oh because we were trying to figure out like yeah. who was the i wish we were that cool yeah <laughs> yeah that, they, they, that band fucking rips dude miners are have you heard miners yeah they, that's another they, set, a, they set a mood that's and that's another yeah. cool thing about um lights yeah about like <laughs> how simple like that's that was such a simple setup it was totally. like one yeah. it was like a couple lights that yeah. really but it changed, changed the color of the room it changed smoke everything. machine yeah. and then it was like there was some like 
like you know like wrestling chicken noodles like round two and yeah. i was like that was such a simple thing it was like easily asking your friend like hey can you just like do this once in our show for like five minutes imagine being like and it added 13 so much. at that show and that's like the first show you go yeah. to you're just like oh, you'll never yeah. forget that yeah yeah that's, that shit's effective when done well when i remember a well. band um from thunder bay where they had a a light guy on stage with a homemade box with light switches with a guitar strap, a box like this. And they're like, dun, 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 and he's on there. Uh, yikes. <laughs> I know bands that used to do yikes. that. Just get behind yeah, the fucking drummer. And, That's yeah, just, and, and you're all awesome. You're all great. Lame. On off, on off, on off, yeah. on off, on off, on off. On off. <laughs> When done, I would kind of like to be that. <laughs> yeah. And they would be like on tour with bands. Right? Yeah. They would be a member yeah. of the band essentially because that yeah. was a big deal back then. Was I the DIY the, light uh, show? I think now like they just have professional, more professional like lighting guys because now like the systems is like you have a soundboard and now you have like a lighting board that you can just hook yeah. it up. Yeah, you can. Well, yeah. You, yeah, you can control it all from Ableton Live and like yeah. you can do all kinds of shit for like on the cheap too, right? Do you guys like, play yeah. with clicks? Yeah, Live? yeah. So I our, our uh, you do, yeah. yeah. Our drummer. We'd uh, be fucked if we didn't. Yeah, our drummer just has a click going, so we basically have our our laptop mm-hmm. uh, with the interface, and then our drummer's hearing like through the interface, like headphones, and he hears the click through there. But out of the monitors in the back of the interface is like what the front of house is, and that's just like we'll all be having in ear monitors, yeah, soon, backing tracks, cool. and yeah, like in ears, yeah, eight oh eights or like shit. That like would that. seem yeah, like, like easy because we don't have a bass player right now, so that's just what we have going yeah the bass track do you guys do lights and shit too then no because that seems like it's so easy to, to line up with the click and like the sequencing yeah. of it. like i'm it's just an investment we haven't ever yeah, yeah. lights but it'd be they're cool. expensive to buy but they're cheap as shit to rent those really? lights yeah they're yeah. like 40 bucks i think even less than that would that, be like interesting for a to weekend see. but like it's they change so much the show man like yeah even like with like on any scale lights that go to the music and then with color there's such a bonus like from a small scale like the band that has you know one light each on the amp or you know even like mm-hmm. one in front of the drums to like you know crazy big pop artists that have like a light box like stage that they walk on and it like crazy. changes color and there's one above them and stuff like yeah i feel like lights are such a like a game changer but it, they it, really are but yeah at the same time it's like the show will go on just as well without them mm-hmm. yeah because um Harmony Lunch, rest in peace. Um, <laughs> Dead. Yes. <laughs> um, they, uh, uh, they, their system got like upgraded a little bit just before they closed. Like, well, slightly. It's, it's like upgrade. they got they yeah, got right, like slightly more. <laughs> yeah. Now with new lights for <laughs> well, the got, closing ceremonies. Yeah. They got like a a light uh, bar set up like in front of the kick drum. Uh-huh. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. I wonder if we can buy any of the shit that they had in there. No, I think. Um, well. This is, I don't, I don't have a confirmation. I'm on just this. talking about their mirrors and stuff. Their mirrors, <laughs> their mirrors, <laughs> their menus. Oh, that that uh, phone booth, that old ass phone booth, that, that sick, bar. Yeah. Well, that place is a classic. It's a staple. There's so much history in that place, and it's just it's so. Gone what's crazy. next? Like, who's doing? What, what's Kyle's still running the shows. He's okay. And the guy who runs Harmony also runs. Uh, do you guys know Nick and Nat's Uptown Twenty One? It's like Mm-mm. a kind of like a. Fancy I don't think that's a real thing. Nothing it's about like KW. A, it's like man. a fancy restaurant it's... in Uptown Waterloo, but the same couple owns this place called Taco Farm and this place called Patent Social, okay. which Patent Social is kind of more of like a place to host shows. And I think this is. I don't have a confirmation on this, but last time I was speaking with Kyle, that um, it seems like they're trying to kind of split it up into all the places. 
that that same those same owners have. I want Taco Farm, but yeah, I want. It's, but it's hard, right? Amazing, because yeah. considering that Harmony Lunch was kind of that like little nook where just all the left field shows can kind of go. These places are all established with like one's fine dining. One, mm, they're all mm-hmm. dining. So like to throw in like an acoustic person or like a DJ to play songs, acceptable. You get the full band in, in there. You get the full band in. It's okay. You get a hip hop artist there. Okay. You you get like a half and half. And then when you get like the dubstep, dubstep, you know, still like a little bit of like a half crowd. But then you know when you get Skrillex start getting tribute, a little bit more man. alt and stuff it's like it's making or break it yeah that's what i kind of feel like and it's like at least with that's what harmony lunch didn't have was like you could kind of just go there and any show could be going on and people would love it you ever you ever go there harmony lunch never been man, man. and can i um now this is gonna blow your minds and to anyone listening that knows me um I got to take a piss. Take a piss. Ha! Oh, okay. Do you know where the bathroom is? I do. It's do right you, over you, there. Yeah, it's uh, hanging up there. That's right. That's right. Behind the car pickup. Cheers, man. It's just the land. Yeah, the it's the strokes. one with the orange fucking. On, on the hook, there are the different strokes. Lanyard to look down. There they go. Close. It's hanging. It's hanging. Right wow. there. Yeah. There you go. Gangada, gangada. But yeah, um, like, uh, thank goodness for Kyle, man. To yeah. just keep doing shit. He's, yeah, it's locked. He's, he's just keeping it going, man. He's keeping it going, and he's not. I just like and he's gotten so many opportunities too. like he now does a uh, booking for call the office in London cool and he does and he works for Conestoga like students so he does like he books like for example on like f- I, I would assume it's like this like frosh week this guy's coming through he books that show now with this team of people so cool. he's got all these like bigger opportunities but the fact that he's still just so devoted to like keeping the scene alive mm-hmm. on that scale is like super important because if it wasn't for him Every band, you know, from here would be trying to go to Guelph, London, Cambridge, and yeah. what venues are there? One, two, yeah. maybe. And it's cool. There's some kids in Cambridge, uh, some friends, uh, the No Funeral guys, um, Karloff. I don't know if you heard of those guys or no. um, Nate. He's yeah, he runs No Funeral, and they're just fucking amped to get shit happening, man. Yeah. Like like pushing. Uh, he's pushing his label and doing releases and they just got a spot that's like an all ages spot in cambridge oh that's so man they're just like they're just so enthused about it it's fucking great like because our city needs it too like yeah. cambridge needs somebody i'm not doing it you know yeah Do you even think... those pink lemonade guys are doing stuff yeah pink lemonade uh from are, are some of them from bad egg is that, is that what it bad is? egg yeah, yeah. well n- not from it uh it's um affiliated with... yeah they're affiliated uh, with... yeah our buddy rebello and um i'm blanking I'm such a shit. I got yeah, dad brain, man. It's like half my brain, brain is now just alphabet soup, literally. <laughs> so, so how old is your kid now? Five? Five. He turned five. So what? That's month. grade. JK. JK. Started JK, man. Remember when we were in JK? Nope. I, I actually do. <laughs> I remember I had to, I got in a timeout because I told the teacher to shut up. No. Yeah. Because she was trying to get me to take a nap. Uh, remember with like nap time they had like cots sure. like you're in friggin Auschwitz sure. have friggin cots <laughs> laying around everywhere and then I remember yeah she was like saying like you have to go you have to go like take a nap and hey, I just and I, do shit. and I was just like eat my shut shit and I, and I just said <laughs> shut up and then she called my mom and then you know, your mom's like I don't get my mom's like he never said we never say that here we never say yeah. that here and your dad's like kurva yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly Polish dad's like what the fuck's he talking about <laughs> Yeah, it's nuts though, man. Fucking, it's it's crazy too because like we're dudes and homies, yeah. but like that's all our parents were. They were just like knuckleheads yeah. like us. But do you do you find that even though it's uh such a young age with junior kindergarten, do you see like social dynamics at all? 
Not yet. No, Not yet. he's still so too, young. Is it just too like they're just kind of brainless? Just, yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. they're just like hanging, absorbing shit. You know, I do hear him now have more opinions of like I don't like this kid or. I don't, but just, just voicing his opinion about stuff. Yeah. But I'd love to just be a fly on the wall in class and watch him interact with all these other <laughs> Put little a lab humans. Mic on him and just <laughs> yeah. <all> Listen <laughs> in like all day. There's like a band outside and you're. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Can you imagine? Yeah, it's Wait. nuts, man. It's nuts. But well, like, even with all these podcasts and all the shit I've done, like, I wonder if he'll give a shit or not. You know, like. It'd be cool if it could, because I, I, I was inspired by shit musically, mm-hmm. and I know that's a powerful thing. Like, even I remember watching Mighty Ducks 2, and that <laughs> bo- that feeling, if I could bottle that, right, that you leave the theater, and it's like, literally inspiration. I want to do that. I want to play hot. We go play yeah. puck, you know what I mean? That feeling. He'll get it. Through, I hope he gets it through something, but it's a big question. Like, I wonder what the fuck he's going to think about all this shit. You know? Do you yeah, remember it's... your first moment? With what? Of like just kind of that whole like I want to do that like you know what I mean? Oh for sure I remember mine like Mighty like your Mighty Ducks two moment was it Mighty Ducks two or I remember that but I remember doing a paper route and my little town was so small there was nothing happening into it and I heard this a band playing and it, it was just really like these idiots in my small town can do that you know what I mean yeah. like I could do that yeah that was a real sort of like that well literally has still to this day right I'm still like it's still like that like. I could do that. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, totally. That was mine. It's probably what it was, was for me too. Was just like we called them live band nights growing up in Erin, mm-hmm. and uh, that's a small town too, right? Yeah, small town and nothing going on, and occasionally you'd have a show, and just yeah, watching those bands and just had that moment of like, Holy how old shit, are you? I want to do this. Uh, probably like thirteen, fourteen. Yeah, just like cover bands were coming in. No, no. I mean, you had original bands. And some pretty cool ones, actually. I mean, now if I were to actually listen to them now, it was probably <laughs> shit. But like at the time, I was blown away, right? So, which is all that really mattered because yeah. it was enough to get the wheels in motion. It's that yeah. whole like, if they can do it, I can do it. Yeah. Thing. How about you guys? The moment that was just like a like yeah that fueled you to like I want to do music. Oh man! I, or an I, album or it, anything. It, it was uh, well when I first started playing guitar. I think I was. Why'd you start just, playing guitar? Sorry. Oh, it's um. So I first started playing bass, and it was because my uncle, he, him, and his brother are like conservatory graduates, and they do like classical stuff. But they had this like short scale bass, like a bass that had a neck the size of a guitar, and it was like old. And the switch, there was a bunch of like it was. It looked like a telly. It had a telly, like a Telecaster body, but hmm. with all the switches and shit. But they didn't work. I could probably fix it. Probably if I still have it around, I kind of find that. But sick. I remember I was uh, I was playing it, and I would play like some Blink One Eight Two. Like I remember playing like Carousel by Blink One Eight Two, and then my, I don't know what got me to start playing that. I think it was just because like friends in elementary school were like, "Hey, we're starting a band. We need a bass player." And I was like, "Oh, I I, I got I got I think I got that bass <laughs> one's one with four strings, right?" Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, <laughs> that whole thing. But I think what kind of really fueled like the the momentum or the inertia or both was when people were like you're not gonna do that that's not what you're gonna do like Mm. you can't do that like that's not realistic like really like you you mean today yeah well it's still yeah like like parents or like just friends i remember it was because well patrick and i go back to high school where he's the guy that got me into heavier music and we were kind of the 
we're going to do this, you know, forever. Like we mm-hmm. had that moment, you know, lunch table talks. <laughs> yeah. And, um, I remember there was just like this one night, I, I, I don't remember who it was, but we were just kind of like, you know, we would do this thing where you'd meet up with your friends in high school every Friday at like the school yard and you would drink, you know, at night and stuff. And we'd bring our acoustic guitars and we'd play like August Burns Red song. We tune down to Drop C and oh, on our acoustic guitars. Wind healing on your acoustic. We tune on our acoustic guitars and Drop C and learn them on Guitar Pro and then play them at the bleachers just because we wanted to. Sure. But I remember like when we'd get all like you know jazzed up on those on those uh, moments, we'd be like, yeah, it's gonna be cool. When we start playing. You know, you just have this. It's gonna be cool when we start to do this, that, and the other, and then you know. You, you don't have, you know, your friends who you've known for years suddenly are like, whoa, you're having these sort of conversations. Like, mm, we're all this. Mm. Like, we and, were just joking, man, about being in a band. <laughs> yeah. <though>. But <laughs> I'm for, serious. Yeah. And I don't know. I, maybe, like, for your peers who are the same age as you, like, they kind of see things a little bit more, like, realistically mm. to, the, to their point of view. Mm-hmm. And I think I remember just one person being like, you know, it's really hard, right? Like, you know, it's, like, going to take a lot of work and, like, a lot of people give up. And, what a you know, shit. Like, and, then I, that and I remember just like that it was just me that guy works like, at linamar now by the way <laughs> <laughs> well the thing was is that i i it, it wasn't even like a fuck you like i'm gonna prove you wrong it was just like oh like that is what everybody hears that is like the and then i started thinking it's like okay that whole people doubting you isn't because they don't want you to succeed it's because like that's the energy that like brings a lot of people to that like you know place but i was like no i gotta start you know succeeding and it wasn't like i want to be the best it was just like i want to have something to show for it and then now i feel like you know 10 years later 12 years later or whatever it's like yeah i'm not making like crazy amounts of cash or anything but now when i you know meet up with them and it's like oh i'm enjoying what i'm doing and they're you know they kind of painted by numbers and they're kind of in that maybe almost nearing midlife crisis kind of Mm -hmm, thing mm -hmm. where you were saying before where it's like oh I saw top of that mountain mm. and now they're still climbing mm. shit top of yeah. the mountain's not as great as it seems Dude, well i think you just so knew important yeah you, uh, uh, that might even be kind of like full circle to us talking about kids and like boosting your kids up like you know however your parents raised you something about it made you like realize like no i really actually like this and not kind of like being true to yourself as a kid like no i actually really like this i'm gonna yeah. keep doing it despite hearing like it's actually kind of hard to do or or even just losing the momentum of it i'll split I'll that with someone yeah sure yeah we'll split yeah, right take first dibs. is that cup can i use that yeah cup? go for it yeah, hell yeah <laughs> but yeah i think it was um it's 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 bringing that kind of inspiration into like the next generation and especially when you're trying to well you're raising that next generation right like you want to to fuel that that inspiration in whatever way it may be even if it's like i want to you know make the best you know, like so, astro. So. I want to make the best astroturf for stadiums. Such yeah. a benign thing, but at the same time, it's like that's a huge goal. Like, man, I, I and really. Toronto needs that shit. <laughs> need the world needs it, man. Somebody get on that shit. I really want him to fucking play music. I just, I absolutely, man. It's just so healthy to to just express music or yourself. Just any artistic, any creative outlet. outlet. Sorry, what's that? Music specifically, or just like any artistic? I, I think any artistic thing. Yeah. yeah, anything that is will cause struggle and and doubt and just yeah. like make you look in the mirror honestly and overcome things and then pass that like community. Like I have friends; everyone will have their friends through whatever. But I have like 
caliber friends who like through experience it's not it this is so dramatic but to say like we went through war together we literally mm-hmm. didn't but we went through like your with, version of hell yeah with Derek yeah. like we did the same shit where you're just like doing it for no money and just like really kind of struggling and questioning yourself and you endure and you get through that there's like people who are just genuine real people like you know like Derek you know like yeah like real ass people that that I can count on and that you know are are important to me even just to grow as a person myself i pull from all my friends and that's all through music yeah so he might have yeah. my, my kid might have swim team or something but yeah. something that tests him as a person yeah, yeah that mileage that builds character you know exactly yeah, that's like that, that whole sort of road worn you know yeah whatever it may be yeah yeah but you want that the struggle like you said the struggle and the doubt because i think pursuing a creative outlet like music or any other art form doesn't allow that whole like eighth place trophy like you can't get an eighth place mm. trophy with that yeah. like you will just be either like you, you don't, yeah you don't get to measure it that way like you kind of have to look at your stuff subjectively and be like do i think this is good enough or mm. do i think this you know mm-hmm. and that's like, like no one's hum- there to be like it's a pretty good song. It's a pretty good song. Yeah. Like, yeah. hey, know. buddy, good yeah. job, buddy. <laughs> yeah. It's real, uh, pretty humbling. Like to to put your ideas out there and like, I think this is really cool. You know what yeah. I mean? And then if people say that's cool, cool. But yeah, it's just whatever he does. I hope it's something. And yeah. who? Because like, I'm exposing him to drums and he's playing and he's coming to shows and he's got records oh, and stuff. But that doesn't mean shit. He might just grow out of it. Be yeah. like, nah. I don't give a fuck about that. Yeah. 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 I'll be at home like on my kit practicing and he's like over there like playing with his Xbox Transformers. Yeah. Okay. And uh I wonder if he's thinking like fucking dad's not playing and like hating the drums. Like yeah. dad's playing the drums, he's not playing with me. Could, I don't could know. Be. Could be. Maybe. But did, did you guys grow up like with a heavy musical influence with like playing not at all. music? No, I didn't. So maybe that's why you're into it now because could you be. weren't because you discovered it on your own. A hundred percent. Man, that's such a good point that whatever he'll naturally stumble into, that'll be so much more yeah. potent for him than me being like, here you yeah. go. Yeah. Music's yeah. cool. But hey, you never know. Cause there's, there's, I've seen like, you know, parents and people I've known who've like been bred by their parents yeah. to like do a certain thing and they love it. True. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like for example, like the family business, mm. some people like just love taking over the family business knowing one day they're going to be able to take over. And that's something that, you know, they were even like, Forced into unpaid yeah. child labor, who, who, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a few years. Who fucking knows, it's called an apprenticeship. Who knows what's going to happen, man? I don't fucking know. Speaking of businesses, do you guys tip when you order takeout? Order takeout. I do, yeah. but my yeah. wife kind of beat me into submission on that one. She, she doesn't she, want to. No, she does. I don't. So, oh. example being like, you order pizza, and mm-hmm. you come in. Yeah, do you go in and pick it up? Wait, yeah, I'll now. give a tip. Yeah, I'll if give a I tip do a, then. Yeah, I do tips generally yeah. always. Actually, I never yeah. not tip. Only if it's why you don't tip. No, I'm I'm just curious. I had a friend who. Uh, Sorry to cut you off. No, it's okay. She was ordering entoyitos from um from this store, mm. and one of her friends who's been working in the restaurant industry for ten or so years said that she doesn't need to pay for takeout, so she pay tips for takeout, so she never paid, and then. She called an order in, and then they took her number down and told her to never uh, come to the store again. <laughs> wow! Yeah. Really? That's even, 
but she was going like two to three times a week to that fucking place and not tipping hmm. yeah oh yeah uh, same yeah you got i mean tip. i i've seen the light now but i definitely yeah. i didn't get it before <laughs> and i am a tipper you know when it yeah. comes to drinks or service like a dining in all that now is it now is it 15 or 18 you guys do 15 percent or 18 percent I always tip twenty because yeah. it's easier. Damn, I feel yeah. cheap now. <laughs> I was gonna say eighteen, really, like I'm all proud. I suck at math, dude. That's pretty much it. Yeah, 50%. pretty much that's what I do too. It's yeah, just yeah. like, all right, what's ten percent of this? Okay, double it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly. I'm like, I don't want to try to find out that. You feel like point. a total chud, like, like partial tip. Like, yeah, exactly. I'm just, I just like move the decimal point and double it. That's what I'm like. <laughs> and I'll seem always good, no matter what. Yeah, that's yeah. a shit job. I, I served for a little bit at the hotel and just. Like the hockey teams I deal with, the hockey fucking parents, dude. But they're cheap. Brutal. Just shitty. Oh, shitty. Like no respect privilege. for the facility. Yeah. Assholes. Yeah. yeah. Assholes, man. Yeah. This fucking egg is half cooked. There's like eighty people in here. <laughs> yeah. And there's like eighty eggs. of these eggs in a tray. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's been sitting out here for how long? Why are you coming to me for eggs anyway? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry guys, I just it's a hotel. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it was a you know, it's a th- saying that everyone should work in the service industry, and I think that's it'll true. never happen. But yeah, or it's at a least still a nice the customer saying. service industry, right? Something. At least in any sort of industry where somebody can can come up to you and go meh 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 meh, <laughs> and then you can't say go fuck yourself. You just take right? it on yeah. the chin. I've had it's that. So difficult. Oh it's yeah, such a shitty position. I remember. Yeah. I remember this lady. She was like, "There's a, a delivery that they didn't order." And she bitched me out for not bringing out the order. And I knew they didn't order it because I see the contracts. I just fucking took it on the chin. Oh, I'm sorry. (sighs) It's my bad. I'm the piece of shit. I had some dude at shortstop try to return a bag of milk that we didn't even sell at the store. I'm like, dude, (laughs) give me a fucking break. Brings in a symbol. This is crap. (laughs) Dude, (laughs) we don't even sell symbols here. He's like, I just bought this here an hour ago. I'm like, well, that's Mm. that's pretty interesting because he didn't. (laughs) That's pretty interesting because, yeah, we don't hold that here. It says bought at Safeway on your receipt. I bought this here. No, you didn't. Yeah, but you can imagine what it would be like if I did. <laughs> if I did, I'd be pretty pissed off right now. <laughs> so what's what are you guys doing next, like, musically? Like, so the album? and Yeah, we're, um, we're writing up the album. The album's all written. We're just recording it. Um, here? Or are you guys going to? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Ian and I are going to start parting off the guitar parts. He's going to record his guitar. I'm going to record mine instead of each of us picking a song and kind of tackling the guitars all by ourselves. Um, and then hopefully we go on tour. Do you guys, what do you guys feel about, um, like, you know, investing in physical, if you guys had to choose, would you press CDs or vinyl? Or, or either never even come across that issue i think uh yeah it'd be cool to have but who uses cds anymore yeah that's a good question yeah you know i do i'll buy cds still really do you yeah where the fuck do you play them in my van yeah but it's that 03 caravan so like new vans don't (laughs) have that yeah it's uh well it's cost so much right but i i wonder yeah i think I think streaming is just where it's at. I, I, you know, Everything else is just a novelty. Well, I think vinyl is still, still a viable option. It right? is, but it's way too expensive. It it's is. goddamn expensive. Yeah. yeah. 
But the artwork that you get with it is amazing. Yeah, and it kind of just separates the men from the boys. I mean, if, if yeah. I like a band, I'll, I'll go pick up their vinyl. Yeah, but I hate having to fucking flip the goddamn record after four songs. Yeah, I love it, man. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that whole thing Real about hard. Like, records is like kind of... I was thinking we were talking about this with Jarrell. Maybe. Um, which was, you know, when that was the only option of purchasing music, it was like this thing where like, you know, mom or dad would come home and bring the record and you know, everybody would sit around it, I would assume, and put it on. I just picture that scenario with like fucking Morbid Angel or something where the family's like, <laughs> I have the Morbid Angel record and they put it down. Like, wow, this is fantastic. <laughs> I love that. Mom, I fucking hate Christians. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we talked about choking the fetus. Really, really hit home for me. But I, I wonder. It is such an expensive thing. But yeah. there's definitely a scene for it. Like, people fucking repress. You know, like, bands our size, like, put out shit and then do second presses of it. It's it's interesting. Like, uh, But it's fucking expensive. Yeah, it is expensive. It's kind of impractical sometimes. Yeah, I think yeah. you need a following to press vinyl. Yeah, it's like an investment. It's like if you have a following, then you have to they have balance to that out. Because if you don't have a following, it's like always pretty much going to be a loss for yeah. a while at least. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. How about tape? Tape? Which that kind? Shit, it's coming back though, right? Like, that's actually the happy medium back. where it's like you can afford to get a nice little physical thing with a download code. Yeah. So okay. You know. I think that's the incentive, right? Is It's a cheap way to produce something physical uh to basically just get that download code out to people yeah right? and you yeah. still get that act of listen if you know if you are like have a tape player if you are if you do have a tape player where you physically put it in and press play it's like the one medium that just degrades over time yeah but it's isn't weird. like yeah, tape like yeah. the Tapes worst kind awful. of quality yeah. it's like it's def- it's just a i feel like it does yeah it, it yeah. doesn't sound great but it's it's just like, it's for like those a, people who never got to experience a tape, I yeah. think is part of it too. It'd yeah. be cool to sample our own music off of a tape. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> I've heard of people, or I think it was you that told me that like some people do sampling with tapes where like they, they microwave it for a bit. Sure. Or Man, that, like, I got a buddy in Winnipeg who's like totally manipulating tapes and yeah. like loops and as really? always. Yeah, little four track thing. And, hmm. Yeah, that whole, because when you can kind of record a tape, it has this certain aspect quality to it that's very lo-fi so i feel like that's kind of the appeal is like now lo-fi is like this it's it's been it's it's it, there's so much time that has passed that now it's like an art form in itself to yeah. like slip into like modern production which is cool yeah there's I a really... plug-in for that though yeah i still vinyl yeah i still vinyl um yeah that's i feel it's 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 like uh like the, i feel like the undercurrent like subculture pushes like mainstream shit right it all starts underneath here and then it gets up to here and maybe yeah people are just sick of like the highly produced because like, you can perfect it to insane yeah. levels that people are just like going against the grain yeah. and embracing yeah. that like degrading lo-fi cassette thing maybe that's part of it kind of going back to Tyler the creator's Igor I kind of feel like that literally is is that when you mm-hmm. hear them you're like these don't sound hi-fi super high quality like crisp samples a lot of them aren't in tune. Yeah, yeah so like crazy, it, the whole eh? album is is not tuned. So if you like look up chord progression for this song off this album, you try to play along to it. Like, it tune it down a few cents. It yeah. always sounds out of tune because huh, this whole wow. album is tuned down or up like however many cents. So you yeah. can't play along to it. Just so it has that extra kind of like this, this is my is, own. Thing. This is mine and nobody else's. That's awesome. Yeah, and I really like that. Yeah, I, I've learned a lot with uh, Sabs. Like cause Sabs is, I feel like. Sh- Shawnee, like our guitar player, it's kind of his vision, you know, like we all get our part in it, but 
I learned from him like embracing like mistakes and and just the imperfections and it just makes it more honest of a in the recording thing yeah, yeah like yeah we have like pickups in the studio that we just keep on the record it just keeps it i don't know it's so easy to make things so perfect yeah that it's almost a detriment maybe sometimes yeah like i, I love those imperfections now that you now that you mention it even uh like in in uh any sort of you know production with the guitar like when you hear like the string slide to like change the next chord like i love that but a lot of people hate it a lot of people huh. don't like that and i hate when like... i do it <laughs> yeah. I hate when i'm recording and i fucking do it it drives me crazy yeah. it sounds stupid but it's like i didn't realize you could remove those oh yeah like a, it's like a ton of yeah, gen yeah, records right where like they'll actually yeah. go into the session and and they won't even gate it they'll cut it out yeah they'll just cut it yeah <laughs> so it's just literally as tight a guitar sound as you can you can get yeah i feel like with the more model um, modern mm. metal uh <laughs> productions that yeah it's very surgical it's very mm -hmm. modern in the production aspect it's like but we're if not... you're too surgical you just remove the entire like all the energy the energy if you're yeah. too surgical you remove the it's like when you play operation man <laughs> don't you touch the sometimes you want to get shocked though oh, you know like, but i wonder what like kids with their apps and their phones like some kid's gonna be some genius whiz and release this banger of an album from his fucking iphone man yeah it's gonna happen it's i guarantee you it's already ha well that's sure it's, i was watching a video of kind of like how a lot of modern like production like even with like the highest of the highest art like you know acclaimed artists like let's say drake for example they were kind of it was like a think piece on how he's kind of doing like punk rock things but mm. not in the way the music sounds like for example like two of his number one hits was recorded in a bathroom on an iphone like his vocals hmm. so people are really? like yo that's punk rock as shit like imagine yeah, yeah, yeah. like you Taking know someone a shit and recording your vocals <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> take on that fucking <laughs> but it's like, that's like, that's like i got a lot of shit on my you know. mind <laughs> <laughs> that's that's cool no no, no. like the, that also the sports section <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's that whole thing of like you know people i think are doing that like taking those oh. really raw elements and like that kind of whole you don't have to overthink it mm. to make it sound good mm. and people are doing that but they're but because now like behind every great artist there's like a team you know there's like a lab of people mm. incubating this thing to be perfect they're still doing things that are against the grain like you know number one song on the radio that everybody you know the vocals recorded on an iphone mm. in the bathroom mm. like people would any engineer would look at that and cringe and you know but the fact that that's being used now but kind of under the hood when i hear things like that it's like okay that's cool. how it's being incorporated it's not going to be like one mic in a room with the whole band playing but it might it just has to be done in a certain way is uh is there another word for cringe 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 hmm synonym synonym google oh, what's the synonym for cringe <laughs> adam's adam's on i think i've reached my i think i've your wince i've wince. reached i've reached the peak of that word Coward. i think cower oh pull back or drawback is good yeah <laughs> fuck all these kind of stuff yeah <laughs> it's so oh, recoil wow. worthy computer here. that riff is so recoil what's the leaf score right now yeah you guys are you guys are big hockey fans no i played no. hockey growing I, up but... i'm a hockey fan i'm yeah. not like i mean i play fantasy hockey he pulls it up so, uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no. so I pay attention on that level. I, I I do like hockey, but I I honestly don't sit down and watch as many games as 
you know, probably a, a regular hockey fan. Because I think last time we were talking, you had a bunch of you have a bunch of baseball bobbleheads. Baseball is my jam. So baseball is sure. your jam. Yeah. Do you have like a sport that you're that you follow no matter no. what? No. no time, man. I have no time. Yeah. Have a kid. You don't have any goddamn time. <laughs> I know. No time for we, shit. Well, that's not a realize. very good pitch, man. Really you guys don't yeah. realize. Yeah, I don't think yeah, we it's know. Crazy. I'm not really interested. I'm like, no, I'm good, man. <laughs> you're good. pretty time. Yeah, I think I'll pass on that kid thing. Yeah, I don't want. I can. Eventually, oh yeah, hell yeah, bro. Yeah, no, it must take be like the, the plunge. Yeah, yeah, I got, I got to do it, man. I'm just... Yeah, it's one of those things. It's like, I mean, I want, do to do it, it. It's like, I want to do you it. Like, want to do it. Can't. You'll never want anything else. <laughs> there I are, have there, to do it's it. definitely <laughs> hard, but there, there are certain moments that are just the purest of the pure. Yeah, there's just yeah. You, you'll never be able to explain it. But yeah, there are can't. moments. It's not the whole time. No, it's like, like yeah, this is fucking great. Because sometimes, like, this fucking sucks. It's like your kid does something, even if it's not like. The like, funniest thing, or like he just does something that makes you look, and you're like, "Whoa!" Well, I, I am so lucky to be here right now. You see, like a human progressing. I saw my kid like skating and getting past, and that's like some real shit, you know. I, I mostly because it's like well, that's something I made, you know. Mm-hmm. If your album could like do cool tricks on its own, <laughs> then you it's One maybe the days. equivalent. Yeah. Our album went to number one uh, twice. Yeah. yeah. When Goodbye Audio learns how to ride a toboggan. <laughs> yeah. <you know>. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, uh, with, with having a kid, like, it must be those little moments where so. it's, like, irreplaceable and yeah. you can't top it. It's, like, nothing he, else. It'll only keep getting better, you know, because, like, totally. it grows and then there's, like, now he's going to be 15 or he's going to be 20 and then there's going to be these, you know, he maybe he released an album and it went to number one and you're like, whoa, nuts, like, man. what? Like You know, is, there's, like, I feel lucky that I have both, man. I have this feeling of, like, that we all share of, like, you know, executing an, a good song that you're like, I know this is a good song. I love this song. Yeah. I'm proud of this song. Mm. Same thing with, like, I'm proud of this kid. Like, I, I've, I'm lucky I have both. Like, you know, you can do either or, but fuck, man, I have, it's really crazy. I have both of these things that I can, um, I don't know, that give me purpose. It sounds, like, deep, but, like, for real, like, Music yeah. does for sure. I feel relevant, not relevant, but I feel like I'm connected, connected, and, and I'm doing something right. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Same but I mean, evolutionarily speaking, you could you could make the argument that you know procreation is the meaning of life, right? Like it's um, yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. As if like, if if we break down the purpose of like a, a single cell organism, you know, yeah. to like not to 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 avoid extinction <laughs> yeah. yeah well yeah then, yeah creation <laughs> yeah. is the the secret to ongoing life yeah yeah and luckily i have a good you know partner and my kid's not a shit like i'm pretty yeah. lucky in that sense he's a pretty good kid and like it's not a crazy scenario it's not for everybody for sure do you ever worry about uh influence you know like outside oh yeah influence? oh yeah now that he's in school i'm kind of like fuck now i'm done raising him yeah. and i can even hear in how he talks like he's yeah. saying He's like, Dad, am I dabbing oh, right? I'm like, I didn't teach you how to dab. Yeah. He's five. Damn. And I fucking used to shit on dabbing. You know what I mean? So now I'm yeah. like, fucking. Yeah, now you're like, Dad, oh, dab. Yeah, I'll teach exactly. you how to dab. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to yeah, dab, crazy. do it right. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, it's nuts, though, man. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, it's, huh. yeah it's, it's something I can't even begin to fathom of, like, how it impacts you. Like, just in everyday life totally man because music does that for me like I create something think if you couldn't do music and well, how would you feel empty I feel like I would still be creating something 
I don't know. I feel like I've always had that thing since I've been a kid that I wanted to create. Like I've always like music wasn't the thing for mm, me. Mm. It was like I wanted to be a comic book artist. So cool. I was always like drawing these like shitty little comics and then I had a phase like that too. Yeah, just like phases yeah. of creation though, and it was always like I want to be this creative thing. I want to be that creative thing. And then when music hit me, it was like, oh, I am able to create. Mm. Like everyone everything was kind of just trial whereas there were certain things that started to become more defined and refined and yeah that's kind of the thing that you know only i can understand now that it's like oh when i create something and people hear it and they're impacted by it and they like it that's kind of what gets me going but i don't know just anybody who's had a kid is like there's nothing that can top it and it's pretty nuts that's why you don't Patrick, let's have a kid let's do it but yo if any yeah if people don't right. want kids, right, ian and patrick good. get on having a kid <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're but you know, it's like crazy to think. So we're like, you know, mid thirties, late twenties. To be, it's hard to picture myself as a seventy-year-old man still sitting down behind the kit. But True. it's totally possible. Yeah, I don't know. Well, you guys ever think that far ahead to be like, what I don't the know. Fuck I, am I going to be doing? I think I'll I'll be that guy for sure. I don't know. I kind of hope that it's going to be like Futurama, and I can be like a head in a jar that you can attach <laughs> to, like you know. It's like, oh, I want to be a drummer today. All right, I'm just going to download like Neil Pert today. Neil Pert body. And then I'll just be like, you know, just ripping. And I'm like, all right, I want Chris Adler tomorrow. And then I just download Chris Adler. And I'm like, all right. What age have you always seen yourself living until? Oh, that's a good question. In most recent years, past 100. Because, huh. of, because of medical technology. I feel like it's going to get to that point where like there will be things that can not – stop aging but really slow it down i kind of feel like when i become maybe like just because of how far it's progressed like you know think about our parents or grandparents when they were young the life expectancy was you know late 60s yeah 16 well it was like (laughs) realistically it was like you know maybe in mid 60s late 60s 100 eh? and now it's like in the 80s for north america at least And and uh, (laughs) and to think about where where is it going to be where is it going to be in uh 40 years like you know when i'm 60 like we're we're all 60 like where 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 is it gonna where is it gonna be i feel like there's gonna be things that can maybe that's just me kind of looking at you're being super optimistic right yeah i'm being yeah this planet might not be here yeah well i'm super (laughs) optimistic about like medical technology and all that kind of stuff that's like well if the way it's been progressing and improving has raised the life expectancy like by like a decade or Mm. more then imagine what it can do in 20 more years. Hmm. Who knows? Like, we didn't know what was going to, like, we didn't think that this 10 years ago was going to stick around and be the calculator, the phone, the map, the mu- the iPod, the everything. You know what I Social life. That we're going to miss that. Yeah. I feel like yeah. we're going to get old and die, and then my kid, or his kid, if he has kids, those will be the people that will get that, like, yeah, I, I kind of feel like we're going to miss that shit. Yeah, maybe, and yeah. maybe they'll just put us in, like, you know, we'll be the last of the people to be put in, like, retirement homes, and they'll give us, like, phones to, like, you know, be like, oh, check out my cool <laughs> Snapchat filter, and, you know, like, you'll, 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 they'll be like, okay, we guys put an Xbox here for you, like, we put SOCOM to just go play it, you know. There's, like, uh, no, yeah. retirement homes with fucking SOCOM. That's what, that's what, I, I, I don't know, I, I, I feel like I can't Could shake be. that mind, it's like, in retirement homes, they're just gonna have, because those are the things that yeah. kept us entertained, like, just, like, people in retirement homes now, they do things that are, like, nostalgic, and for their generations, more activity-based things. But I kind of feel like for ours, it's going to be like half activities and half like video games That's slash actually, like yeah. technological yeah. nostalgic things. Like here, here's an iPod. We gave you, you know, here's a. Here's Tyler the Creator. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're going to be sitting there like, 
How, you, pa- how old do you think you'll shit. get? Uh, I don't know how old I'll get, but I've never, for some reason, I've never seen my pet self going past 50 years old. 50. <laughs> yeah, 50 it's, uh, it's, it's strange. So I don't know halfway why. halfway there. Yeah. Just mm. about. Just about That's kind of creepy, but like I feel like that's people feel that like that's a real thing. Yeah, like, the yeah, end is dude, coming. I, yeah. Like just, know. just for some reason, I just feel like fifty is my uh my Crazy, end point. Man. Do you feel like you just don't want to shoot too high? So like, if it does come when you're fifty, you're like, ah, okay, cool. No, I saw it coming. But I feel like I'm gonna outlive everybody just for saying this kind of shit. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're gonna be like, <laughs> I'm gonna be the last alive. Yeah. Like like, you're gonna be <laughs> wishing to die. Yeah, I have nobody no. left. Oh, just take me. I oh man, I would. I would hate that. And then your to head's be just in that in that jar, like in Futurama, <laughs> where they're feeding you fish food, dude. And you're just in there, like. Imagine being alive with just like nobody left. That would be so shitty. That would Bro, be worst, like yeah. nobody that you grew up yeah, with. Like none of your friends. That's like what totally if you have a family happening. and shit? Like what? Like what happens if you're gonna go past the hundred? Oh, but your you family's got, probably abandoned you, you got, at that you point. You know, little. I don't. Sorry, I don't know what your kid's Mateo. name is. Uh, Mateo. So yeah. you got Mateo, and he's like, you know, in his forties, and he's got a kid. And, you know, but you're like, I want to see the next one and the next one and the next one. And you, maybe that's what becomes your, like, fuel. I, I think that's a real thing of of becoming old and just losing friends. Oh, who was it? S- someone, a buddy of mine, he was, his his grandfather, I think, was looking at a photo, like, kind of like, holy shit, I found this old photo. And then it dawned on him, like, I'm the only one left. All these people are dead. Yeah, that's and like, terrifying. Dude. Yeah, yeah, and and we're gonna get old, and and um, like I don't want to be a burden to my kid. I want to like, just live my own shit, but I also don't expect him to entertain me. Yeah. So, do unless... you expect him to change your diapers? <sighs> if well, if yeah, I have to get them that. changed, I hope there's robots at that point. He doesn't have <laughs> yeah, to do exactly. it. Diaper but Max three thousand. Man, I, like yeah, getting old like sounds fucking terrible. Yeah. Just for that. Like, cause I'm, I can drive here and mm-hmm. we can do this and I can interact with people, but like my friends, I might die. My friends, we're all yeah. going to die. And it's just like a matter of when yeah. and where we're at. But that when thing, it's like, if the when is really later, I feel like a lot of things will change. Like, for example, like what already now has changed, right? Like it's, exactly. it's affecting like the whole, well, the economy, right? Exactly. Like Big think time. about, think about people who are like in their 80s and 90s like they have to get a drive they have to go do a driving evaluation test every year we might might not have to do that because cars will probably just drive themselves i, I really hope that's the case that would be cool because then so you're speaking again so old. i broke the seal these. and i'm, uh, I'm yeah yeah go for it. well could you imagine it's like i'm at the bar Hi, I'm Derek, pick, me, the pick me up <laughs> pick me up i'm drunk you know take me to the drive-thru at mcdonald's like well, let's go to to, to I, we really take our health for granted like we just do our shit right but like if we can't drive then you're stuck in your place mm-hmm. and then you have to figure out the bus system or maybe you can't walk great so it takes you forever to get to the bus and yeah, I hope there's drive, self-driving cars, and I don't fucking know. Part of me actually kind of thinks, like, fuck, I kind of hope I... This is going to sound so grim, but, like, mm. I hope I die before I get old. Yeah, me too. Nah, I'm, see, that's the thing. Is I like, don't want to get old. I don't know. <laughs> see, I'm on the total opposite of that because ever since... I don't want to be that I don't know if it was like, old piece of shit. <laughs> but that's the thing. is like, Dang, I don't think I that's going to happen. I don't think that's going to happen. I just think that it's going to be... Not like we're, It'll be our lives are going to be now, easy. It's going to sure. be better than it is now. Like, they're going to... You know, like for example, like much. like like a what's it called? Like a the bag? What's it called? Like a cloth? Cloth? Cl- like that will improve over time. That won't be a thing that we're gonna. <laughs> It'll have be a to thicker bag. With. <laughs> It'll be a, yeah, a, with a longer tube, one that doesn't stay attached to your body. Well, that can extend fifty meters. No, but I mean like it <laughs> Just all those all those little tiny 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 details, oh, like fuck. like like uh, technology helping your body run. 
right now it's at a place but where at it's what like point is it there's no people, longer you well it's as long as it's my brain it's fine i have a broken arm with a plate in it if i had a if i yeah, became, your arm's if I, if, yeah if you my, literally do yeah yeah it's like yeah, his arm is disgusting yeah. wow it's what like, happened uh mount trashmore i got i was walking up the hill not paying attention and got hit by like four guys on a tube like <laughs> speeding down and I got, like I people got like smoked like yeah sliding yeah, yeah yeah and then i got like i like i got smoked blacked out for like a minute and then this part of my oh, we got the camera? See the camera this part of my elbow right here was all the way up here what so it was fuck? like an s when i and it's one of those things that when you're in shock you don't feel the pain but then when i went to the hospital they're like okay now take off your sweater okay and then you're I took of it fucked. off, <laughs> and then i looked at it and it was this s and then that's when all the like kind of but the thing is is like you know like think about like someone who's an amputee it's like they don't think they're a different person like sure they have maybe like that phantom limb thing where they wake up some days and they feel like it's still there mm. but you know if if i'm like 80 and for example like i have to be in a wheelchair but that wheelchair can now go upstairs mm -hmm. i'm gonna be cool with that because now i don't have to worry about like oh is everywhere accessible is anywhere accessible i, I think you know? it's hard to really know how you're gonna feel right that's yeah. the thing it's like that's i think that's why i'm i'm not dreading getting older because i don't know what's going to happen and if it go if everything gets worse then i'll die sooner and if everything gets better then it'll probably be better because i know like there's the thing with like you know people who are old and they kind of get you know they're like um oh, you know just wish it would all end or whatever hmm. sometimes depending on their health but i'm just yeah like you said before i'm very optimistic about like what the future holds in terms of like medical technology and i think that especially now with like the whole like epidemic of like over-the-counter drugs being like addictive substances that will eventually like start to see its way out and they'll find a new way hmm. to like rid people us. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah trails, man yeah, yeah well who knows man who knows yeah I, I, I don't know i guess it's me being yeah like optimistic where it's like if i get older it's probably gonna be better like not better than it is now but well, better than it is for people who are that age at this time well and hopefully better you know? that's totally yeah. why i'm hitting the gym now like i've been going to the gym for like a year I'll do two days of like heavy cardio and two days of like some weightlifting. Do you find when you miss a week, you're fucked? Uh, not it's like really. Super difficult to get back into it. Not really. No. Good. So shout out to Good Life. Hey. Oh, oh yeah. You can see that. <laughs> um, not really, but partially because of how I, I I'll go. I do the I do classes. So there's like an instructor. Oh, okay. You just show up and you just follow the instructor. So okay. they're leading the pace. So it's not hard. Like yeah. I might feel it a bit more, but once I'm there, it's it's a it's great, man. These these classes with teachers are great, but going there is is just for the future, right? Like I'll start now, get into healthy shit now, just to up the, because I do feel like science will get better and this and that, but then now I'll also have thirty years of going to the gym if I continue. Yeah, have you changed your diet? Not a lot, not a lot, but that's the next step. Yeah, that's for sure the next step. Are you going vegan? No, I'd like to do less sugar. Yeah, that's it's very hard. difficult. It's hard. So hard. There's yeah. like a week where it's terrible. Like me and my girlfriend now, um, she uh, messed up her knee. I think she like tore her ACL. Oh, shit. And MCL, I think. Oh, wow. Because she's still trying to wait back from huge. an MRI. But um, she, because now she's just doing a lot more sitting around, she doesn't want to just be eating crap. Mm. So like kind of 
without even knowing we kind of just went like vegetarian slash like sugar free and it's really hard like getting off sugar because there's a week where it's just like everything it's like getting off cigarettes like everything irritates everything, irrita- everything like irritates you heroin, you know yeah like, like everything irritates you your yeah. body feel your body aches you're getting headaches you're waking up you're like you want that coffee you know sugar whatever yeah. you want you know Ooh. how do you guys you eat that beer you know how, how like in general like good or bad ah uh, depends on the week the diet is better now because i eat a lot more with her so the diet consists more of just like plant-based stuff and grains and stuff like that but how much of it and how balanced of the diet should it be is where i'm kind of falling Mm. short of that i feel like i need to kind of now that there's no meat in the picture and it's just it wasn't even like a choice it was just kind of like oh cool like there's more stuff to eat now but i feel like with less meat in the picture and less sugar you have to feel like you need to eat a lot more because you mm. don't feel as full. Mm. Yeah. So I feel like that's kind of the the thing that was a little, the hardest thing to kind of overcome was like okay with not being like super full and bloated because mm. I feel like there was a while where I just that was the end goal is like if I eat I got to be full I got to yeah, be your like back that's... was starting to get messed up from it you were walking weird was it <laughs> I don't know <laughs> <laughs> <Probably>. <laughs> yeah that was probably the me just hungering over in that chair yeah, all day probably. I think all these moves too, as like, because as players, like, it's a physical thing, and we, I want to do it when I'm old too. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not just for me, but it, oh, it is 100 percent for me, as it's for my kid. But like, drums for sure, super physical. So I, I, I need to try to keep up my body to be able to do that with drums, especially with drums. Yeah, especially. I think it's I think like so. it's just such a your whole body's moving. So I don't know. I think guitar might be more difficult. You think? <laughs> I just picture a dude in here like practicing, like but like jumping Sweat. off the couch. Yeah, like, <laughs> or he's like, you know, got I told you, pre- he's got a leg press going from the top like, rope, doing squats with his guitar. Yeah, doing the crab. <laughs> Shit, those guys probably have like great the backs crab. and legs because you know when people are doing crab core, oh, and they'd like God. go from side to side with their legs spread out really far. <laughs> so the thing I like is how cool they look when they're doing that too. Crab core. <laughs> <That's, laughs> crab core. Yeah, you're pre- you're a fan of that. You yeah, know. yeah. Bring it back. Bring it back. You've been practicing crazy. I've been practicing my crab core. What can I say? Yeah. No, no. It's hard to cut sugar though. Like it's hard to cut. It's hard to it's hard to go to the gym. It's hard to fucking get enough sleep and it's hard to um eat right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fucking crazy hard. Yeah. The sleeping thing is hard for me. Like just getting you like don't the, sleep. Yeah, I pretty much sleep like 4 to 6 hours every day. Just Wow. Cuz it's not I don't know. Part of it it's like there's this point when I'm here and it's like if I'm feeling tired, there's like an hour where if I just break it, you know, it kind of just kicks whatever. Like yeah. it'll keep you up. Yeah, yeah it'll keep you get up. Get your and second then, wind. Yeah, exactly. Get a second wind. And then there was something I read up where it's like if you're sleep deprived, it's where your creative mind is more like Interesting. less. You're yeah. less judgmental of your. But that's like, is that on BroScience.com. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's probably not very good for not, the brain. I I fucking love Science.com. <laughs> oh, that's my favorite place. It was on the forum of National Geographic Kids. Yeah. <laughs> actually, saw it, actually, you know what? Let's be real, guys. I saw it in InfoWars. It's InfoWars. Yeah. Yeah. Info guys. Get your, your, uh, your alpha brain. Is sick <laughs> no, is well, that's interesting, though. I, I, I um, You're definitely in a... In a I, you know, when, whenever you're super tired, like you're tapping into some weird part of the brain. Yeah, but it's probably not very healthy. It's not very healthy in the long term, but I feel like for creation, it's like that... Yeah, it's like that whole... It's like, you know, when you have like a beer mm-hmm. and you're a little bit mm-hmm. less judgmental. Yeah, you never yeah, beer ever. Like? Yeah. I don't drink beer. No, but you know when you, you have like a little bit of a drink and you're creating and you kind of, there's less, um, 
judgment. There's sure. less inhibitions. Sure. Your inhibition, your inhibitions are lowered. Therefore, whatever you create, you kind of like don't overthink it. As soon as you create it, you kind of just let it happen. Let it happen. Yeah. Go move on to the next thing. Move on to the next thing, and then because I always feel like when you are on a roll with creating. And then the next day you hear a full song, you're less to be like, oh, I don't like it. As opposed to if you make like a riff or a really cool like 16 bar thing. And then the next day you hear it and you're like, I don't see any potential in this because there's, there's nothing that grew out of it. You allowed yourself to finish it. Yeah. I think that's huge. Like there is definitely something to finishing a project. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm, um, yeah. And even like releasing it and just dealing with, you know, the aftermath. Right. Like I think even just with podcasts. Like, I say stupid shit all the fucking time. Every single episode, there's something that I could have edited out. Hmm. But it's just like, no, no, this is going to be like, you know, I'm just going to put it out there. It's going to yeah. be, you know, that sort of teachable moment where you, you learn how to uh, just conduct yourself more eloquently next time, right? Yeah. And it's, I, but if you didn't, if you did edit it like that, then you wouldn't have to live with it, and thus I don't think you would learn anything, right? Yeah, definitely. I think that's what makes like either podcast or a song or a riff hit people, because it came from like 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 an honest place or a I don't know, just a really pure. I think that's really hard to capture, like a really pure thought into a podcast or a really pure riff that you aren't getting in your own way of, like, because how how much like how many cool riffs have never heard, have never like. Has anyone? Day. Yeah, because yeah. you stopped it. You know, you you stunted it or or squashed it. Or, you know, drum or anything. Yeah. Um. But yeah, maybe you should get some more sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> Whatever, man. This isn't a fucking health podcast. Yeah, Doctor yeah. Drew. It's been in everything Mr. podcast. I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we talk about life and death and yeah. kids and yeah, that was a that was a deep one. <laughs> yeah. So you know, honestly, sometimes I'll I'll do a podcast with my buddy Muskie, and it always goes this way. Yeah, mad deep about like life and that shit. It's fun. It's, yeah. You know what I think? The it'll never happen. But after a show, when you're coming back from the venue and it's like two in the morning and everyone's kind of squirrely tired, yeah. that's when the best conversation. Yeah, dude, happen. Adam and I were talking yeah. about that. Like whenever we play a show and we come back here and we're all the equipment's like packed up, but like just but you'll never capture it. You just talk about the energy of the show and like, oh, remember when this person did that or like remember that band. That one part that they did, like, that was so cool. Oh, we should do more of that. Oh, you know, I feel like that's what's missing. And, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. you know, you just have mm-hmm. all those talks. And, yeah, it's, like, what really ups your... Well, like, abstract thought, right? Because you're dead tired, but you're just running on adrenaline. Yeah. You know, right? Like, I think anything creative is done, you know, pretty well in that state of mind. Like, that was so much behind the Wakeless record, or at least my contribution to it, was working that night shift that we were talking about earlier. And then just hitting the jam hall right after my shift. Hmm. It was like seven in the morning or something. Wow! And then just sitting wow. down with a guitar. The 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 the, di- the diaries record. Yeah, yeah. Have you guys yeah. heard that record? The no. Wakeless. Fuck. Isolation diaries. Uh, Desolation diaries. Desolation, yeah. Desolation diaries. It's fucking but, so good, man. Nah, dude, I don't even know. Nah. It's crazy good. You guys seem to be big fans of each other's music. Yeah, oh, big time. Well, and we've been for for years. I mean, we've toured together and and, and just. Well, Derek buds, was like. Right? Yeah. When when Tugnut was doing shit and no one liked it, Derek like wore a shirt. I'll never forget it in the promo for like a rise. I don't know if it was a rise of pure blank or maybe both. It was a music in the video. video. Yeah. yeah, and it was just like, how's this cool guy like my shit? So yeah, we've been fans for <laughs> a long time. And then I met him and I was like, oh yeah, fuck this Derek. Guy. <laughs> this Derek guy's a fucking no way. Pure box. <laughs> but Wakeless is 
bananas, man. Because you did all of it, right? No, no. I mean, it was Greg and I. But I, I mean, recording-wise, well, I played drums on that record, and, and I played guitar. my guitar parts and vocals. And vocals yeah. There you go. See? Okay, so you did quite a bit. That's Yeah, yeah. Do you feel... For sure, I feel like Greg, Greg, I feel like Greg has some... I can tell, like, this is a Greg part. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. How long ago was that made? Oh, man. Six? Yeah, seven maybe years seven years ago, something like that. It's fantastic, how do you feel look, man. How do you feel looking back on it? Do you, like, as I know, you really like it. Production-wise, it just turn out. And I love Colin Canning uh, mixed it and, and produced it for us, you know. Um, Colin did? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, it was kind of a hobby project at that point. Like, mm-hmm. we'd kind of, you know, once a week, we'd come lay down something, and it sort of took a while, but... Um, I think he's phenomenal at what he does. I just don't think that album turned out the way that I heard it in my head, you know? Huh. Um, okay. It so. sounds super good, man. It's like such a... Because I like the drum sound on that record. It's it's uh, it, uh, 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 You did the drums on it. But, like, it's got a... It's got... And this isn't to make it sound... It sounds great. You guys will hear it and it sounds great. But it, it has such a jam hall kind of feel where yeah. it's like not overproduced. And, right. You know, I knew you guys kind of did it yourselves, but that part of it, it's like it's kind of surprising how good it sounds because I think when you do shit on your own, you don't... We're not professional. I'm not mm-hmm. a professional. Um, it's hard to get it to like be that professional quality. But yeah. like everything about that record, man, is crazy. Huh. It, Shit, and, and above all that, the songs. Like, fuck how it sounds. The songs. It's, I think it could sound shittier and still be great because the songs are so good. Okay. You got to hear it. Yeah, I, th- I think mostly for me, probably my, my number one sore spot with that album is just that, like, I wasn't the singer in the band. Our singer just quit while we were in the studio. Oh, so you had to kind of take the... Uh, Josh Doherty. So you had to Doherty. take the... Doherty. Yeah, yeah. Did you, you guys take, ever... like, the lead on that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like we either audition singers, which is probably going to take the better part of a year, you know, to find yeah. somebody that we jive with and does everything that we want and, you know, doesn't mind being an equal contributing member, blah de blah blah right? Yeah. Or I can just fucking step up. up and do it, right? Um, yeah. But, you know, um, that was sort of the first thing I ever did on vocals in, in the studio. So... Looking back on it, looking back, it's a yeah. I don't know. I mean, you got to start somewhere. I had done done screaming vokes in the studio. Everyone will hate their own shit if you're, you know, a a good musician. I feel like you hate your own stuff. What about you with the sad stuff? Um, do you feel the the, same way where like people are like, "Yo, like I love that one," and you're like, "The last record, I'm I'm as stoked as most people are with it for sure, for sure." Um, the one before that, um, they're all good and they all have their own unique sort of feel but i feel like this last one was the accumulation of everything hitting hitting it on the head hitting it on the nail mm-hmm. hitting the nail on the head with everything yeah yeah it's i feel like with the stuff that we've done it's kind of the same feeling it's like as the more stuff you make the more you're satisfied with it mm. but there's sometimes stuff where you look back on it you're like no that For was sure. not it but then people like listen to it I'm like yo I love like that's some of your best stuff ever yeah, well, you you're should... never gonna hear it yeah. <laughs> you're never gonna hear <laughs> it again. you should feel that way though right yeah. I feel like your old stuff you should be a bit cringy with because it, it'd be weird if like you know you look back and you're like fuck yeah that shit ripped just kind of yeah. like yeah actually and I feel like all great it. artists have that same feeling with their like first albums and stuff yeah They're well hopefully them, you would but... evolve you know yeah it's yeah just, yeah um, you know yeah, you god, god bless like the slayers of the world but like at the same time I think most artists should have that natural evolution right mm-hmm. yeah for sure it, it just 
there's some people who are fantastic on their first record and they just carry they're just genius and they carry that through all their work but I feel like at least for what we're doing like we're not I'm not a schooled musician I don't know if any yeah, of us are no. and like we're learning as we go so you you see that even in the execution of the last like for the sabs you know what I mean it was years of like figuring out how we sound and who to work with and all of it you know yeah. but only comes with we don't know how to do this we don't have like the money or the producer to make this really work so yeah yeah i feel like you should i feel like you should feel a bit cringy about your old stuff totally maybe not so dismissive or you're like because it was what it was yeah. like this is as good yeah. as i could do at that time yeah but don't hate it but you know just yeah, be like it's like old tattoos like don't hate it it's like it was yeah. just where you were at when you got that yeah, tattoo. Exactly. remember how stoked you were when you got that tattoo or when you uh you know went to the studio with the with that batch of songs yeah. you know yeah totally 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 what's your guys's favorite uh drum sound ever like on any record hmm Ooh. i gotta go like some mm. paul DeLong, kim mitchell shit okay i think um yeah. Oh, there's a the one comes to mind. There's a band called Akimbo. This isn't even to be a fucking hipster, but this band from I think they're from Seattle. Um, sorry, Akimbo. Akimbo. Yeah. Is that all one word? Yeah. A K I M B O. Okay. Uh, I thought it was like one Kimbo. <laughs> Akimbo. Um, do you remember the band Lords? Vaguely. I know Vaguely. Lord. No, not that Lord. <laughs> I forget Buddy's name. Oh, I am Lord. Lord. I Lord. totally forget everything <laughs> yeah, about yeah, yeah. him. But um, the Adam. Oh yeah, sweet. I was gonna say, can you check the records? I forget what it was called. Um, an army of evil robots program for human destruction. Oh, uh, navigating the bronze. That one. Navigating the bronze. Navigating the bronze. Yeah, the drum sound, sound on that. And whoever uh, worked on that, I forget his name. He he did, he was in Lords, I believe. But that one sounds fucking awesome, man. Just, just what, what about it, it? it sounds like <clears throat> really fat and ugly. Um. But powerful and i'm just like i'm uh that's what i kind of aspire for as a drummer right like powerful memorable um type of shit the last sabs record i think sounds great too um yeah the snare sound on that's like pretty gnarly that, you... like that production is like i don't know man like i don't mean to give you a wristy uh, live <laughs> do on it podcast, please do like, it i'm lonely that album <laughs> is so fucking well produced i'm um, so happy with it. it's man. like i don't know man I'm, yeah, fuck it. I'm just gonna say it. That album is like one of those albums that you listen to, and you're just like, that was an experience. Mm. You know, that wasn't mm. just like yeah. a cluster of songs yeah, that sound sick. You know, that was like an experience. Yeah. It's yeah. funny that it's called Goodbye Audio because if that was our last <laughs> record, I'd be so proud yeah, of it. Like, yeah, the it just everything. Ever. It just it's. I'm so like, yeah. I, I love that record. I can listen to it, which is crazy. Yeah. Like, not yeah. a lot of my shit I can put on and listen to like comfortably. I don't know how you guys feel, but like. How often do you put on your music? You know what I mean? Never. All the fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I only do when I'm mixing it, and that's like enough times that I can yeah, listen I love to putting little tiny on. details like 50 times over and get sick of it. But then I love it when I listen to it I, a few days after. Yeah, I do it just to fucking learn all the guitar parts. <laughs> yeah. I'm constantly playing it over and over and over. What's your favorite drum sound from any um, record? Probably Dave Grohl's in, um, in Utero. Interesting. Oh, yeah. Steve okay. Albini, Why? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Steve Albini. Yeah, he's he's. There's this one he's so song. Deadpan though. When you see interviews with them, you're like, is this guy serious? He uses way he uses way too many microphones on the drum kit. Does he? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. There's this just one song, "Scentless Scentless Apprentice." Yeah. And I just the fucking drum sound is so 
so powerful and boomy. I, yeah. I always heard that they liked uh-huh. that record more than Nevermind. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like Kurt Cobain they, thought Nevermind was like a pop record. Yeah. And, yeah. You know? Yeah, that was but there. Steve Albini, I think, was like his choice or definitely the band's choice. Yeah, right? he, uh, Kurt Cobain, they called him drunk in the middle of the night one night. <laughs> and then, yeah, they just decided to do the record with him. Yeah. Wow. Dude, Steve Albini is the man, though. I feel like that's... But, he, like, but he's kind of a douche at the same time. Well, is he? I think yeah. that's kind of like what you need in a producer. You kind of need someone He gets mad at like people that. for drinking yeah. smoothies. Like, okay, but I, I don't need him to marry my daughter. <sighs> okay. I just need him to put out sweet Good albums. Music. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And I feel like for everyone that loves Kerpaloo, I feel like there are some very Steve Albini qualities to Kerpaloo's productions. Hmm. So he definitely is, has a production, yeah. What's a Steve Albini quality to you? Like what uh, jumps out? Just, um, hmm. It's like very live really off the floor. Really dry, live off the floor kind of indie vibe. Okay. Mm. Interesting. Some friends of mine worked with him, the Ken Mode guys. Oh, um, shit. Yeah. Their last? No, not their last that. record. I'm, I'm such a shit. I don't remember <laughs> fucking anything. Dude, I have I, the record they did with him. I don't know if it was success called, or I think it was success. It was the one where he changed up like his, his vocal style. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. It would have been success okay. then. But yeah, they they were able to work with him. And oh, and how much they had to pay? Probably a lot. Yeah, but there's there uh, like they know how to get grants. <laughs> I think some grant work helped them, and they've been a band forever. So and they're accountants, so they definitely have all their oh, yeah. pennies in order. And I, hopefully, the band's momentum, like at this point, is kind of paying for itself. Have you guys heard that last Can Mode record? No, nope. I've watched it, man. It's so gnarly. It's yeah. so like the opposite of the success record where they're like, we're just going to make the ugliest record we've ever made. And it just crushes your brain. Wow. It's sweet. Yeah. Well, yeah, definitely so check good. that out, man. Like, yeah. Did you say they're all accountants? Yeah, there's no kidding. There's yeah. like all this list and stuff. What's that? They're all accountants? Yeah, well, the brothers, uh, Jesse and Shane, they're chartered accountants. Wow. It's, it's interesting to see musicians of any caliber, like what they're – other... They have a real job. Yeah, yeah no kidding. Like, for example, like um, what was it? Uh, is it isn't it like Brian May from Queen is like a astrophysicist or yeah, something? Yeah, like that? yeah, it's true. Weird yeah. Al Yankovic and same is with a, um, is an it's either Rizzer Jizza is like an astrophysicist. Or Jizza, something like that. Yeah. really? I didn't know that. I, th- I think one of those. I think one of those. Uh, well, some... this is like a lame poll, but isn't Buddy from The Offspring like a? College yeah. teacher or something? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's he's, he's somebody of like higher a, learning. If he's like a scientist or something, yeah, yeah. offspring. And then like, yo, um, Smash is still a sick record. Yeah, man. Yeah, and that record also, is great. Well, somebody trying to molecular um, biology. Molecular biology. Um, who else? Uh, the guitarist of Tool. He was like the makeup guy for like Jurassic Park and Terminator, Terminator Two. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's like videos that. of him like painting the little like small scale like raptors and stuff, and he's putting like little he's scales on, on raptor them. dicks. <laughs> <laughs> what have I done with my life? <laughs> this is my favorite part. Upwards. <laughs> yeah, well, you, that was. A, I remember as a kid when I. It was actually a bummer when I found out like that most bands that I'm into like all have day jobs. I'm like, oh, I thought this like all these bands yeah, were huge dude, and they yeah. were, pay, you know. But it's I also kind of good to know, like, because yeah, when you 100%. get older, you're like, oh, this doesn't have to be everything. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm not a loser if I fucking work as a hotel porter. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah for I, real. That was one of the moments that broke my heart, man. It was that I sold, well, ah, whatever. It's legal now, I can say. I sold Darkest Hour some weed back in the day. Uh-oh. And, uh, Travis they, Orban. They were, like, searching their van cushions for, like, change and shit. And I was just for like, weed. oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. These guys yeah. are, like... It's like the James Brown of metalcore, you know, yeah, or whatever yeah. you'd call it. No, no, they've been doing way. it forever. Yeah, and I really and respect bands who fucking like really gave her a go to make it. 
you know, because we all like kind of swung at it. But some people they commit like they're like, no, this is what this is how we're gonna pay our bills. Like I think yeah. a band like um, the Black Dahlia Murder, like that's their job. That's what they yeah. do. But they're committed, and and they've just mostly that like committed to the life of it. Like, yeah. Like, the, do you yeah. think they're on a bus? Or do you Depends. Think they're, they're I, still wonder. In a I wonder. I no. wonder. Um, you would think a van to save money actually. And Mark, uh, and fuck the facts when he was playing with them, they toured with Dahlia and I think Dahlia was on a bus at that point, Oh shit! but that okay. might be just more functional because they're doing overnight drives and yeah. load-ins are like 2 PM. Mm-hmm. When you have a driver, right? Yeah, you need a driver. That's, that's huge. It, like, I don't could, like, could, do you think like you could, it sounds great to tour on a bus or to, but like let's say eight months of the year you're touring, and let's say most nights you're playing like clubs that are 100, 150 people, and that becomes the norm, and then that becomes your job, and like such a commitment, man, to 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 making it a thing. Some bands can but really I, do like. I uh, think if the, everybody in the band has the same level of commitment, it's very doable. Yeah, like sure. uh, there's some bands that do that really well. Like what's the band I'm thinking of? Um, they're like. Green Day. Of, no, they're like out of they're, uh, they're one of your main. Every time I die, every time I die is one of those bands that like. I never see them playing any bigger venues than like Opera House, yeah. but every time they play it, it's packed, yeah. and they just know that if they just keep touring and capping out those venues, like it'll always be a success. It'll always yeah. be. It's nuts, man. Yeah, there'll there'll always be like a, a good. It's, yeah, it's a different level of success. Yeah, exactly. But then there are some bands like. Bring Me the Horizon, who totally changed their sound, and now they're selling out stadiums. Now you look at them, and you're like, holy, what? Pray for Plagues, selling out, you know, London 02? What? What's happening here? Uh, it's, cra- yeah. it's crazy. Gotta adjust with the times. I, yeah. I, I, in a way, it's it's it was a real, you know, pipe dream as a kid to be like, I want to make it and be like a big, famous musician. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it obviously didn't happen, but. It's kind of like, let's just say the last Sabs, let's just say example, last Sabs record, like fucking picked up steam and all these people were onto it. And mm-hmm. then like all these people started like knocking on our door and commitment started changing. It's, it's I'm kind of glad it didn't happen because like I'm pretty content with a Friday night yeah. in bed, stoned, watching speed runs. You know and I mean? even like, though <laughs> if those kind of opportunities did come knocking at your door, you'd probably want to take them. But to just know how much of like a lifestyle change it would be. There would, you know, it's, it's it's something hard. It's something. It's careful, something hard. careful what you wish for, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's it's like especially if you're trying to put all these new things into your life to balance. It's like, well, what's more worth it to me is the balance or like the yeah. imbalance. And and even I feel like that five year run that bands might take to get to that level of just like for the next five years, all we're doing is touring and like yeah, maybe if I was twenty two and it started then, that's totally more feasible. But mm-hmm. like the the this this the the hustle and the struggle that these the bands do, man. Like hats off, just like that's a grind, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of excited for it. Okay. Yeah, like we've never experienced like the whole touring. Like you guys have both experienced tours. Like we've never done a tour ever. Yeah, ever. Well, that's we great, talked though. earlier so, in the podcast about people like bitching about their touring days, and and certainly I have too. But like. You know, none of us would ever trade that shit. Now I'm speaking for all of us yeah. somehow. No, but no, like, I no, either. I think it's true. I don't think anybody that ever did tour like that would trade those days for anything else. Yeah. So as yeah. much as they bitch and complain about it, 
maybe they're kind of doing that just to let you know that they toured back. <laughs> yeah. It's but, a way of bragging. Yeah. I worked so hard for this. It. No, that's yeah. great though. Like to have, um, kind of talking about comfort levels and like bucket list things and like new things and honeymoon stages. Like when you start dating mm-hmm. someone or even when you start a new band, like that's fucking, yeah. that's the best shit. Or like a new member yeah. comes in the band. Like yeah. even that is like super exciting. Let's yeah. say you guys, the first time you play like New York city or something like yeah. that in itself would be like, you'll carry that it's forever. Huge, yeah. Man. yeah. Like these first, is there any, yeah. Is there any first that resonate with you to this day? That's like, man, I wouldn't give that moment for fucking anything. Like, st- for example, playing in New York City. Like the- I still remember the first time I left my house in the van, the <laughs> trailer. Like, wow. That's, yeah. I, and mm-hmm. I know that's probably kind of a lame example, no, but, that's, like, I will always remember that pivotal. feeling of just, like, we're going into the great unknown. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. I have no fucking idea what's going to happen, but we're doing it. Yeah. You know? I remember we played in the, the first out-of-town gig. Well, not... I don't know. In high school, playing out of town, that was like we played in the states. We snuck into the board because I grew up on a border town, and played this record store, and it was fucking amazing, man. Just to play four of our own songs wow. in another city, yeah. But that shit's like, I don't know. Yeah, I obviously we'll never forget it. Yeah, and that's, I think that's, I think that's the whole kind of point of that. It's just yeah. like it's just there to not forget. It's those things that when you're going to be, you know, sixty, eighty, whatever. If you make it. If yeah. you make it. But, but whatever age that is where you're like, you know, all you have is your memories to think about. Those are the things that are going to keep you. Sure. Th- th- those are th- those are those like last bits of fuel that like keep you going like alongside, you know, with like having family and like. And mm-hmm. how many firsts can you get in your life? You know I mean, like first time playing New York or first time playing out of town or first time kissing a girl or first time like these first time yeah. things like that's you'll never get that back because yeah. that's like actually part of. With touring now, it's like, ah, oh, I'm in Winnipeg. You know, it's like I've been here. Like, it yeah. sucks that it feels that way, but it's like, man, it's just, it's just like playing Cambridge for the first time, right? And then now, yeah. like, I don't really have a drive to play Cambridge. It's a bit of a bummer that you lose that, like, yeah. first-time magic of anything. But it's interesting you say that because with Harmony Lunch being closed down and that being kind of one of the only venues that kind of housed, like, You really like rubbing shows, that in, huh? Well, uh, what, what I'm trying to say is, like, now that that's gone, it's like, I want nothing more than to just like, you know, have a friend be like, hey, I'm playing at Harmony Lunch. You want to come out? And me just deciding if I want to go or not. Like even just that aspect now that it's gone is like, it's mm-hmm. not a first. But now that it, that there was, there was a last is, is I think it still has, huh. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, the first is something that you can never get, but the last is also something that you can never get. So when you get the last, <laughs> you're also like, oh, you'll never shit. know when it's the and, last. And for us and you know harmony lunch like that kind of the a week of it closing was that they announced it right like i think it was i, I think it was like they were closing <laughs> on like a thursday or a friday and then they announced it on like the sunday of that week that they were closing it was like and there was and there was still like a bunch of shows booked so now those shows have new homes but hmm. you know the fact that you just can't go get like a harmony lunch burger like you guys have never yeah. been there right no we played there yeah Gruber yeah. played there once um I never ate a burger there. Actually, I did a podcast with Kyle there. That was interesting. Uh, yeah, we did it just outside. Uh, Is that where you could hear all the fucking cars passing by? Yeah, we yeah, did yeah, it on the street. Yeah, I remember listening. Cool. I don't know why we did it on the street. Was it just like a mic and just doing this? No, we we had two mics. Interesting. Yeah. I remember I did a cult leader at um, Walt, uh, Maxwell's. 
Okay. Wow. Um, have you guys ever checked out Cult Leader? Those no. guys are those heavy as fuck. Is that an old band too? Or? Not even. They're kind of new. Really? Well, yeah. They're kind of. Well, they cult were leader. in Gaza and now they're in Cult Leader. So they played at Maxwell's. Yeah, and I did a podcast there. But like, if you listen to that, it sucks because there's sound checks happening and you know, oh, maybe yeah. that's why I did it with with Kyle outside because it was at a venue and I might have learned from that. I think it was the first time we. Were, I think it was when you came here for the first time. There was like a band playing next door. Oh, at some points, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah we sure. were terrified of that happening. Yeah, we've had that a few times because that's the gamble we play now with uh, with pre-recording. Is uh, now because Tuesday was kind of the most dead day, but now that we're kind of catering to other people's schedules, it's always a gamble of like, is a band going to be recording today? Mm-hmm. And usually in posts, like not the worst, but mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like the band next door, like they crank the bass to 11 and sure. it's just yeah. shaking up the vents. You hear like dust everything rattling. Yeah, you're dust falling from the ceiling. It's crazy. So what are we going to call this episode? Because it's the walk show and ape yeah. audio and a bit of taper wide. Um, taper walk? Taper walk. That's pretty good. Yeah, that was pretty damn good. Write that one For how back. quick that came out. Yeah. yeah. You're a genius or what, bro? Uh, a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> Taper yeah. walk. Where are we at time wise? How long do you guys Probably do Probably over uh, two it, hours. Well, I was no going to say this earlier because it's snowing like a bunchy out there. Is it really? And, yeah. Uh, we might want to think about that. Holy fuck. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, well, maybe this in four episodes. <laughs> do you guys want to plug any things or anything you guys want to let the people well, know yeah. about? <laughs> I, yeah. I'm only going to plug one thing, and that's just the podcast. Uh, check out the walk show. I interview uh, the walk show. Yeah, <laughs> artists, <laughs> musicians, and uh, and entrepreneurs. And it's you know, I've had uh, Ian and Patrick, these lovely gentlemen, on. I've had Steve Vargas on. Um, yeah, go and check it out. It's uh, Facebook and Instagram, um, and on all the major platforms. Um, yeah, I'm not really doing the podcast. I think it's done. <laughs> oh, but if you want to go back on old episodes, there's a lot of them with a bunch of rad people. Um, just take a wide.com for now until the domain expires. And, uh, YouTube has a bunch of channels or episodes. And, uh, if you give a shit, uh, Grabear music, uh, no, I think it's Grabear metal on Facebook and the great Sabatini on Facebook. And I think that's it. Yeah. And cool. if you don't give a shit, like fucking give a shit. Yeah, if you don't give a shit, shit, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to be more positive, but yeah, I mean that's where I was going initially. But yeah, yeah, man, yeah. Thanks for fucking. Thank you. Yeah, for thanks so much. Yeah, thanks for having us on. It was, it was fun. It was so awesome. much fun. Did you say thanks for having us on. Yeah, I did. It's okay. Thanks for having us on, guys. <laughs> I'll release this yeah. as the well, last <laughs> take a wide episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come by and we'll, we'll do it again. And same yeah. with you, Vargs. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm still allowed in the fuck club. Yeah. This is like oh, the elite. Yeah. No, you're, you're out of the club. You're always, you're it's always the taper the walk club, yeah. man. Uh, I'll have the frazzled like ID card. Like, does this still work? <laughs> Get out of here, old man. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Fucking see you. All, All right. right. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Peace. Bye.